This is an explicit podcast. Welcome to Notorious Age of Sigma, an Age of Sigma podcast coming to you from New Zealand. I am your host, Big Sean, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tubbs, where we put the spotlight on the match play community in New Zealand, carrying off local tournaments, lists, and the occasional battle time. Welcome to Notorious Age of Sigma, episode 34. We are back in your motherfucking ears with an in-person podcast live from the Auckland New Zealand Masters House. How good. Something a bit fucking different for us because traditionally we're an internet podcast, but for once we got all the boys together. And who are those boys? Come on, big voice. Big voice now. Not too big. This is Boy Mitch. (laughs) Boy Mitch. (laughs) Wow. Okay. And Boy Mitch, who are we joined by? Tubby, of course. Yeah. And of course, as ever, I am your boy, Sean, in the microphone with my monotone and my desultone straight in there. And we are in Auckland right now, and it's the night before Masters, boys. Oh the New Zealand Masters. Yeah. And what are we going to talk about? The fact that Mitch took the wrong position. I was going to go for Israel versus Palestine, but we can talk about it. Jesus Christ. Christ. I was going to talk about AOS 3, but sure. (laughs) How about we talk about tomorrow, Matt? How about we talk about what the fuck is going to happen tomorrow when we wake up and... Oh, it's about eight hours. That's pretty reasonable at the moment. We'll see what happens before we go to sleep, though. Mm. And we talk about day one masters i mean obviously we can't recap it because it hasn't happened but we can give the listeners a little bit of insight as into what we're playing and why we're playing it and what we're going to do we could try and recap it and see how right we get yeah 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 Yeah. all right if we nail it okay stay as a recap i start i 20 kit i 20 every cunt that i play tomorrow yeah done sounds about right yeah mitch uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't because it's easy game, first game. Second game's Mitch. That's an easy game. And then straight into Bo. Bro, your toe just fucking clicked right in the mic. Yeah, how good was my toe clip right now? <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're not going to talk about us 20 owing counts because that's, um, that's not relevant. But how about we talk about rounds? No, we're not going to talk about round one. How about we just talk about what we brought and why we brought it? And we'll just leave it at there because we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a real sellout comment is what I was told about two weeks ago from some motivational speaker. So apparently it's dangerous to say that. Well, I feel motivated after that. Well, I'm glad, bro. I'm not motivated at all, honestly. We need way more hype. (laughs) <laughs> well, I want to be more hype, but we've booked a terrible B&B. And I but don't the neighbours will tell us off. Yeah, I don't want old mate downstairs to bang on the door again and tell us he's trying to sleep. So that's why we're in hushed tones as we speak to I you. I actually feel really fucking... comfortable like this. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's way more calming than yeah. a couple of drunk cunts being like, Wah! I yeah. like it, yeah. It suits my vibe more. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, hushed tones, Mitchell, why don't you talk to us about your list and why you brought it. Okay. Uh, my list is a Daughters of Cain list. It is 40 snakes and Marathi and one more snake who's a hero. Fuck that's descriptive. Yeah. Can you get a bit more detailed? I was, I was about to. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's the setting the scene. <laughs> 20 of those snakes have spears. 20 of them have bows. They're in a battalion, which is the best battalion it's you could possibly choose. The incorrect battalion. First of all, how can you take two units of snakes and 20s without... 
breaking them no, down. No, I didn't say I took two units. Of Can, this is what I'm after. I'm after what the <laughs> okay. fuck is your list? <laughs> All right, what have... is the theme of your list? All right. Anyway, the theme of my list is. Sex. No, I don't want to know about the theme. <laughs> fucking oh. Tell me about your narrative. But... Jesus Christ. Oh, the narrative, yeah. yeah. There's lots of snakes. There's lots of snakes. Lots of them. As many as you can get nice. in the army. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, now I have Marathi. I have Big Marathi. Mm-hmm. I have the Melusite Iron Scale. Interesting how you decide to take both Marathis. I know, right? Yeah. It's a pretty top table move. It is. It is. Yeah. Almost like it's compulsory. Uh, oh, yeah, almost. Almost. But yeah, right. It's pretty out of the box, if you ask me. Yeah, I think you can get away with it. You it just Simon true. Hall and you're playing yeah. Harkaron. <laughs> you can basically just do whatever the fuck you want as long as Are we starting with a Simon Hall rant? <laughs> is that what we're doing? <laughs> no, I love it. I love what he's doing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's doing some good stuff. Uh, so let's get a doctor in here and tell you how bad you are writing your own game yeah very good very good and i think he needs a doctor after he got touched that bit by jimmy page Uh, just written success absolutely picked up some fucking issues after jimmy page yeah you get a computer virus if you play jimmy page (laughs) Good thing a man made out of wood, boy. (laughs) Amongst other viruses, but hey ho. It is from Hamilton, it's only shit. Yeah. (laughs) It's not going to mean anything to us. I also have your list is is what? Yeah. So you're taking the original like combo of Little Marathon and Big Marathon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, top table gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Snake Hero, the new one from the box set that came out last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I have... Is that what you refer to on the tabletop? Yeah, like, is this new hero from last year? Yeah. Sweet. Nice. Good. So yeah. like, what is that hero? New box set last year? Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> good wish I could <laughs> they're do all, They're all fucking snakes, man. No one knows. I should do that to everybody. Yeah. Like, new owls last year. Fucking look at them up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I've got those three heroes. Uh, I've got... A unit of 10 snakes with spears, two units of five snakes with spears, and a unit of 20 snakes with bows. Mm-hmm. I've got an extra command point. Mm-hmm. So you're two drops? Three drops. Three drops. Why are you three drops? Why would I be two drops correct- when I have Marathi? So if you run Viperic Guard there, which is, you know, obviously what, what, would be one what you're running, you'd be, you'd be two drops, right? You'd be one drop. No, two, because you can take two to three in Viperic Guard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and obviously you have four, so like you would be. You well, would then be two I put drops. two of the snakes into a unit of ten and make I, one drop. Okay, if I were doing that, okay. but I'm not because I'm taking the better battalion, which is Gascoven. <laughs> okay, right. Because yeah, the no, game is more than setting up and going first. <clears throat> the game lasts five turns, <clears throat> and having battle shock immunity for your whole army. Well, maybe actually... if you win first, it wouldn't last five turns. I think is the point. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe, but also maybe not. So having Battleshock immunity, in my opinion, is better than going first. Okay, I'll let you guys bitch out about this, but yeah. it's fine. I might yeah, be wrong no. about that, but this is what I'm going for. Oh, Wait, the like, race, the CP reason... aren't... How important is CP to your list? Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good? Yeah. Yeah, so free one would be really good? Yeah, but also free Battleshock immunity is better. Oh, no, fair, fair, yeah. Yeah, fair, That's my fair, opinion. Fair. Uh, the reason I'm taking this list is because I just painted 40 snakes. Mm-hmm. And I want to play them. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can make the list better by probably putting some Sister of Slaughter in there as battle line instead of. It sounds like an excuse. Snakes. But, well, I'm just addressing Tubbs' scathing comments on your last podcast <laughs> about how my list is not optimal. <laughs> and sure, but I, I mean, it's got 40 snakes in it. So if you want to 
who gives a fuck? Okay, so Mitch accepts that his army is suboptimal. I don't care. I want to play 40 snakes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't tailor your list for what you might no. expect to see at Masters? You were no. literally just like... Oh, no, I bought this list, I painted it, I want to play it. That's, that's why. That's what it is. Yeah. Mm. And that's it's good. It is a good list. And that's what but, I say whenever yeah. someone says, why are you running a middle list? I'm like, because I brought it and I painted it. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I've got the receipts to tell you that I bought this before <laughs> Rathy Broken Realms came out. I don't care about that. It's, yeah. You, know, you, you do you, Mitch. I do. Uh, I do do me. <laughs> fucking cunt. I can't <laughs> edit that out. You know you Well, can. I can, but <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. anyway, tell us what you're doing. I am playing a very suboptimal KO list in yeah. Mourner. What battalion did you bring? Why what? is it the wrong one? Well, see, it's Iron Sky <laughs> Command, so it's actually the correct battalion to be uh, playing. I don't know. I reckon you should have bought Scathbomb. Uh, now, you, if you notice there, Mitch, uh, Scathcuppin is uh, Daughters Cane only, and I'm playing Caradron Overlords. Mm. So they're like significantly different as in their snakes. With elf tops. Yeah, but is there any rule that says you can't balloons. bring scaffolding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, um, explicit, the, explicitly stated. Yeah, in the FAQ it says, yeah, you, you can't, you can't do oh, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you could bring uh, Viperic Guard, but you chose not to. I, I chose, I chose not to. You I could have done with your fucking game, pissing yes. contest yet, yes. or no. like no, just, just getting started. <laughs> I felt like the opportunity was when Mitch was talking about his list, and that's when you poo poo on it. Um, but yeah, I'm, pl- I'm playing more now. Um, I have a double Navi, one chemist, a whole shitload of Archonauts, a boat, some Thunderers and a gun hauler, and then a whole lot of MSU Ender Riggers, which are quietly fantastic. So I'm quite... Not ex- that quiet. Yeah, well, okay, they're fantastic. Yeah. Not quite as underpointed as the old gun hauler is, but uh, I think MSU Indian Riggers are pretty fucking... They're pretty, pretty tasty. Dark, yeah. They're pretty tasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not very good into the croak, techless, endless spell spam, but other than that, they're a pretty nasty, annoying little unit they are. It's done pretty well so far, so it's two from two tournament-wise. Yeah, you uh, haven't lost a tournament game. I, I have dropped one tournament game. Which one? Uh, against Zench, actually. Fortunately, there's no Zench playing oh, yeah. this weekend. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Two yeah. first places with this list. We're looking for a third f- first place. And it's fortunate for all of us that Zench aren't playing this weekend, really, because fuck that. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, there was a mm-hmm. there was a spark in my eye where I was like, man, I should take one of the boys' inch lists yeah. here. That would be cool. Uh, but then I decided that I like actually playing Sigma and rolling <laughs> dice. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I valued myself as a person uh, and as a player. And I decided, no, I want to play that garbage that I've been playing for the last six years of my life, which is the change host. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I rose above it and I decided to bring KO. Yeah. And instead of playing the combat game, I'm just going to shoot motherfuckers in the face. You can play 40K. Yeah, I'm going to play 40K. Yeah. yeah. Good call. Uh, and, and as you notice in the, in the Masters lineup, uh, we're the all other playing 40K, aren't we? Like everyone's yeah. playing 40K. Yeah. We're just shooting here. Yeah. Yeah. We're just shooting here, quite frankly. Why wouldn't you? Well, it's, it's actually quite cooked. Yeah. Currently. So why the fuck wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just get to stand on away from someone else and kill them while they just stand there dying. Yeah. 
It's really good. It's great. Yeah. It's like make your armor saves, take your models off. Yeah. Combat phase. I'm not actually in combat, so we don't have to worry about that. Or yeah. I'll fight first, and I just don't worry yeah. about you. Maybe maybe <clears throat> I'll do this twice in my turn. Maybe I once. will. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'd spend a I'd spend a CP or maybe two. Yeah. Uh, or it's been none if I was playing a Viperic card because I wrote the correct army list. But, but you know, other than that, yeah. yeah. You, you know, I will concede to you that Viperic card would be better fit for my theme just because it has the It's exactly Viper. the same, except it's one. No, because drop. it has the word Viper in it and I'm playing snakes. <laughs> that's, that's the only reason. <laughs> Not because it's better at the game. Oh, man. Six is going to be great later on. Yeah. <laughs> so good. One of us is going to have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> what are you playing, Sean? Come on, get the words out. I feel like it's just going to be an absolute letdown following what you two just bickered about. <laughs> oh, let's see. Let me let me just let me just have a drink for a second here. What do you got there? Is it an old fashioned? It's not mm. old fashioned, is it? No, it's not quite. It's like a bastardized old fashioned. It's basically what you know. It's a new Joe was complaining about it having at the bar the other day ah uh, no bro it's like, a bastardized old-fashioned dude i wouldn't even go that far i wouldn't even like it's whiskey with some lemon in it lime bro uh, lime it looks very yellow from here yeah i would say an old-fashioned would be a compliment to what i'm drinking to mm. be honest it's Fair. it's literally whiskey ice lime bitters and then there's some ginger ale in it just make it easier because um i like I tried to get into whiskey and then I realized I wasn't a fucking asshole. So like you decided you like gin better because you like having fun and watching your friends. Well, like, I do love gin. Like gin is far better than whiskey, but like is. there's such like a status and an aura about whiskey drinkers. And they're just like all sit there just like sucking each other's clout. It's very ponce. Oh, it's bro, very well honestly. It's just quite well into I feel yeah. very fucking attacked right now. <laughs> well, you know, if we haven't attacked you enough so far, we're only going to carry on. Yeah. So like, you know, you know the suck it up after you're in trouble. Yeah. 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 The whole anyway. So, yeah, basically, yes, yes, yes. So I have another whiskey bastardized drink. Right, so I am playing Luminary Frown Lords. I am playing Sire. I am playing Teclas because why the fuck would you not have Teclas? And then I've got a, a, a Kefla. I'm trying to remember if it's Kefla. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Bruh, it's been a long day. Isn't that and the there's thing been a steak dinner in it. A Kefla? Isn't that the thing you. That is literally the thing that. Yeah. It bypasses. I was a little bit so worried you about your three day. minute piss the other day. So if you're it's a good thing if you're on a catheter that. now, I feel a little bad. Bro, I rock uh, into for raising okay. that on so the podcast. I, so I rock into like sports venues and take a piss, and there's old people talking to their dick, and I'm like out and done by the time that they're fucking even started. <laughs> I say three minutes because I'll be like, I'll, I'll take a piss, and I like fill up my vape, and I'll get a drink, and then I'll come back to the computer, and I'm just like, okay, cool, we're still going. Because I'm like, yo, I'm going to be gone for 20 seconds. And then what if I'm gone for 30 seconds? You're just sitting there like, what the fuck? And Quiet. I, yeah, and then I have to edit a podcast and it fucking sucks. Yeah, well, it does. Because not, unless I'm on a run, I run out of talking power very quickly. Yeah, okay. So anyway, so I'm in front of I'm going side. So it's uh, the two efforts, you know, everyone has every, has two efforts. I can spend an extra one for a CP if I want. Uh, I got Tickless, I got Kefla, so those are my two heroes, and I've got um, 40 wardens across three units, and I've got 50 sentinels across three units, and then I got 
uh, Ishian Twin Stones, I got Umbral Spell Portal, and then I got Rune of Petrification. Petrification. Yeah, I always say Mm. Petrific. Yeah, I always fuck that one up. It's going to be extra good the second that the uh, Lightning Vortex goes back up the 20 points it deserves. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I feel like... Sorry, sorry. What? (laughs) It's so good in KO. What do you mean? Oh, no, they should... The, the solution to that is KO can't take the Skaven spell. I'm, I'm sorry. Don't make Skaven worse. We're well, not playing when... We're not getting uh, Beast of Chaos here, okay? We're not playing when Legion, Legions of Nagash was a thing. And Nighthorn got dicked. Because that's what's yeah. going to happen to your army. I know. Another army I don't want, I don't that's want Skaven not Skaven to be the next Beast of Chaos. Another army that's not Skaven is going to dick your Skaven army. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're just going to put the toy down and they're going to pick up another one. And your army's going to be fucked for it. But you know what? I don't care because I've got lots of clan rats. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Sorry, mm. carry on. No, that was literally it. It was just you guys just went off and talked about a side rank. But yeah, that was it was a list. Um, and why did I bring it? Because it's the good. alternatives was my Stormcast, which I think I said previously only would have been a bad if you yeah, bro, my Stormcast would have been Stormcast. You yeah. Would have got- had a real shit time. Uh, yeah, bro. Hands. Like the Stormcast, yeah. if I came up against a Seraphon player, like one best, he kills all my fucking long strikes. If I turned up against KO, they would have killed all my long strikes. Y- yeah, like I wouldn't have been playing games. If I rolled Archeon, I think I might have got turn two against some armies, but not, you know, not always. So the Luminif was the Luminif was the wild card. It was something a bit different. It had a bit of a mix in it. It has, like, Teclis has all the tools because it can do all the shit. And, um, yeah, and, that, and that's why I took it. I think it's a good shout. Well, we, we were talking before, and you said, like, uh, so if you play Tubbs, me, or Bo with either of your Corn or Stormcast, we have all played that list yes. 100 times. Yeah. So we all know yeah. that we all know how to beat it, whether or not we would be able to. But it's besides the point, but we know how. Yeah. Your Realm Wards is an unknown for uh-huh. us. We haven't played against it as much. I've played against your Realm Wards once or twice. You've, but you've, you've definitely played against it a couple of times. Yeah, but, but not enough it that I like know seven what to months do. Ago or something I'd like still that. have to figure it out across the table from you. Well, that makes two of us, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, no, I think it's a good chat. Yeah. And also, like, you bought that army and you haven't had much of a chance to play it yet. No, because I, I haven't painted and, it. And you should, like, yeah. So, you, yeah, by so. all rights, that's what you should be doing. It's playing the thing you're most excited about. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, like, what's the point? Yeah, and at the minute, Luminef to have my balls tickled somewhat. So yeah. I'm pretty keen to give that a go and see yeah. see what happens there. And your, your RK on list was fucking fire. But yeah, it's... But it's in, not hard count. In this tournament, well. it wouldn't bro, be. It, bro, at this tournament, the Archeon Yeah, because you can get Archeon shot off super quick and then it's a bit fun. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I feel like, so I'm going to go out and say it. So I feel like at, are you getting more beers? Yes, what are you doing? more beers as I rub my shins on the side of the couch. No, you're fine. Can, um, oh, no, I've, I've got one here. I'm good. Sorry, guys. Somebody's going to have a beer. Loading up. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. But like the Archeon list, right? So like I, I play your snake list, Mitch. You've played it enough. You know exactly what to do. You yeah. killed a f- the Fury first. Well, f- first time and the army falls down. First time you played it, absolutely destroyed me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Second time, but, but that's closer, it. Like it's, time, it's sort of like got yeah. your list, you know. Yeah. And then like I played Tubby, and I beat Tubby with it. But like Tubby, 
ain't no fool. And he'll, he knows exactly what's to do against it. Like, he's explained it to me more times than we've played the game. You, I, I had no right to lose that list. Yeah, that was purely me sucking <laughs> fat dicks. That was the only reason why my list lost that list. Yeah, but and and but, you know, but like, happens. But you happens. yeah, but you wouldn't like if we if we played tomorrow with that list. Yeah, pump your ass off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, why would I run it in masters? Because you're one of the people that I expect that I have to beat, right? So Mitch knows how to play against it. You know how to play against it. And then Bo, I reckon that Archimus beats Bo because I can pick the turn activations from the pylons and the rest yeah. of that shit. So I think it's good against Bo, but I think if you're only against, I can't run a list that's good against one of the two pe- one no. of the three people that I need to beat, right? Yeah. And then Stormcast, right? So I bet Bo with my Stormcast, but I reckon if I played him again with my Stormcast, I don't think that would happen. I think he'd probably beat me. I think with Mitch, it's probably about like 80 20 to him like in a percent wise like i feel like i might get a good drop on him and if i get a good double turn then i might be able to take him and then against your ko you just fucking kill me with your battle line it's ridiculous yes. it's so stupid so like it's it's so the archeon list was a maybe the stormcast list was pretty pretty hard to know and the luminef list was just like literally the wild card the, yeah. the sort of unknown see i think the luminef list not saying it's amazing because no, it's just it's just it's literally what I own. Like, see, is, I yeah. see, I disagree. I think the Luminef list is a five and list. I think it is at what tournament? The uh, at this tournament, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think the only reason that Luminef list loses is because it's so complex that it comes down to someone having put in the hours with the list or not having put in the hours of the list because mm-hmm. it has so many tools. Yeah, okay. There's a lot of traps in the list that can fuck the player of the list. Like, how many times have you got stuck in, in sparkly and you <laughs> can't get to the objective because you're sparkling yeah, fantastically? Um, you know, like, there's, there is traps inside the list that will fuck you, but at the same time, you have all the tools you need to deal with all the lists at the event. Yeah, no, and, that, and that's why I felt like you should bring it, because I, it offered me the most utility. So what Tubbs is saying is if you don't go five games, you're shit at Warhammer. Yes. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm yeah, no, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's also what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. No, okay. no pressure, buddy. Yeah, thanks, boys. Okay. Well, let me tell you guys why you guys should win the tournament now. <laughs> talking about the game. But no, I, I do agree with Tubbs to um, a good extent. I believe, I believe like Techless is just such a like ridiculous utility piece. It's insane. Yeah, that if like if you if you have the awareness to see the position he's in, mm-hmm. and then what spells he can do, are you cold? No, my titties are just sort of yeah. bouncing for a second there. Oh, my titties. My titties are right. Sorry, they're just, just, they're just, just dancing. Help, I just can't help but flex my pecs. What are you doing with my fault? The door's open. My titties are going. Yeah. you look, Okay, whatever. So, Teclas kicked in the door and Tubby's titties were dancing. <laughs> so I was talking about Teclas and my titties started going. Yeah, yeah. 
but That's how you know it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like so much utility in it. And I feel like he he can obviously bounce back spells, he can unbind spells, he can do, you know, four spells at your choice. Mm. And like when you come up when you come up across an army that can't unbind, you just run rough shot over them. You just do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fucking amazing. Got like what, four hundred spells? Well, yeah. yeah, 12 spells. There's no Zenchless as well. Yeah. Because yeah. the worst thing is if you play into a change host and yeah. you give the change host how many casts a turn? 11 casts. Yeah. That's 10 blues. Yeah. Realistically, 20 wounds. Yeah. Realistically, I think three flamers is 18. Yeah. I might be wrong, but I think it's 18. So by the time they cast, you cast, they're spitting out another three flamers. You're playing Eternal Conflict. Yeah. Now they have a huge output unit that costs them nothing because they get it for free. Yeah. Or they're playing duplicitous where they spit out 10 blues and then all of a sudden you can't retreat from them and they're fucking stupid as fuck. Yeah. It's a bad matchup for you. Fortunately, there's no, there's no Zinch here. Yeah. Yeah. There's nobody that capitalizes on you casting 700 spells a turn. There's no careless with the demon rift. There's no slaves list for the demon with yeah. the demon raft the things that your army hates the most aren't actually playing this weekend uh-huh. the thing like <clears throat> i think the biggest setback you can have is you want to play and take first turn how well and how organized is your first turn because if you don't make oh, right. the most it's, out of your first yeah. turn you're going to get punished for it. You need to do your first turn. You need to do everything you need to do. You need to have set plays because yeah. there's no way to counteract that because techless and the rest of your army cast on so high or the auto cast or whatever. Uh-huh. The game's in your hands from the second you start the game. If you if you drop a game, yeah. it's because you've made a mistake somewhere. It's not because... Yeah, and, and that was what it was last weekend. It yeah, like, exactly. That. When did I have, like, in effect, so I could like measure my games. It's like, when did I have a good turn one? Okay, yeah. I had it like once. When did I have an effective turn one? Which is like, I did somewhat what I wanted to do, mm. um, but not quite to the full extent. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see those ones. And I was like, when did my turn one just fucking not work at all? Yeah. Which was like one or two games. And then I can look at the results and be like, I mean, it's not like inherently related to the two but yeah it's, I, I understand exactly what you're saying you know because you have yeah. to you have the opportunity to, to like dictate the whole game from the first turn yeah and yeah if you if you if, if you're well, such a low drop that you want to take first turn yeah you should be dictating from the very start because mm-hmm. you get to do mm-hmm. everything first there's no reason why you shouldn't be in control. Yeah. Like, and even if they get the double or if you give them the double, they should be looking across at you and you look back at them and you're like, I'm happy either way you take this. Yeah, man. Like, I remember, like how many games do we play and you look at me and you're like, I think I should take the turn. I'm like, I'm cool either way. Yeah. And you're like, fuck my ass. This sucks <laughs> shit. And like, that's literally how you should start every round, yeah. uh, every second turn of the game yeah. is exactly like that. Yeah, I remember playing Medi and he would be like, okay, he's going to play with this Zinch and he'll go first and he'll like um, get away someone through the portal, kill mm-hmm. a hero, 
and then he Triple moves. Care. Yeah, yeah, and then he moves. It's like moves his horrors up, and he's scoring objectives, mm. and he's like, "I don't care what what happens next." Yeah, I don't, I don't care. I'm in control of the game. Yeah, and I'm like, I've started the and game, and you, and you come out and you're like, "You've just set the tone of the game." Yeah, and now I'm on the back foot the whole time. Yeah, and it's fucking bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, and if his set play works, yeah. He wins the game. The only exactly. way you stop his set play is through experience of playing the list or coming up with a big play that he wasn't expecting or he wasn't ready for. Yeah. And then forcing him to make one, two, three, four decisions. And if he makes the wrong decision somewhere, it all of a sudden leads him down the wrong pathway. Yeah, absolutely. To your success. And yeah. the more you play a list, the more you understand the questions you're asking of your opponent uh-huh. and, and what they can possibly do in answer to it and how you're actually supposed to respond to it. Because, because you're in control of the game from, the, from the first turn, yeah. you should realistically, if you play a lot of the games with a list, understand what every, everyone can do. Yeah. You should, it should be the same game almost every time. And you've experienced everything that could possibly happen before by understanding where the game moves from here. Mm. But I think the, the biggest downfall for you is that obviously when the Luminef book dropped, it was pretty shit. Honestly, it was pretty fucking boring. And I can understand why you want to play it is because it looked super fucking boring to play it. Honestly, like it was super stagnant. Yeah, it was how, you how to get a million sentinels into your list. Yeah, you yeah. stood in the block, you shot some guys, you put some lads on an objective and, yeah. you know, and then you either won or lost the game from there because you're minus to hit, you've got good saves, ruddy rah after saves. But now the book's opened up and we can take the whole tech list book and you get another law, you get an opportunity to take other units. There's no reason why the game's not fully in your control from, from day dot. Yeah. Because how are how many other two-drop lists are at Masters? Are you the only one? Uh, there's a daughter's the, list. Oh, sorry. Yes. So there's a daughter's yeah. list. That's not Mitch's one because yeah, he's yeah. three drops because he picked the wrong Italian. Otherwise, yes, he would also be two drops. Yeah. Um, there's a one-drop daughter's list. There's a one-drop? A one-drop daughter's list that controls uh, the pace of the game from the start. Other than that, you're in the driver's seat the whole way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't disagree. It's, it's, yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are too cute to get up. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, but no, I, I completely agree. It's, um, it's, you know, back, tell me back in like AOS 1 sort of first GHB when all the battalions were like super cheap and shit like that. And yeah. like you had the opportunity to just like unpack your whole army and just do something in turn one and like you got to do it and it was just pretty automatic. And Well, this is where you play, like <clears throat> you as a player play your best Warhammer when you dictate the turn. And well, that's why I've been so successful with my song cars. Yeah, and that's I know... So many people say, oh, the turn doesn't matter. The drops doesn't matter. Fucking Sam Morgan over here, like, fucking, I can be fucking 25 drops. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It does fucking matter. Sean wins 
Okay, let's not specifically... 80% yeah, yeah, of his yeah. games, 90% yeah. of his games, when he can dictate the turn. Yeah. And it's been like that since he started playing Warhammer back in 2015 with the rest of us. When he gets on a, a, an army where he's a one or he's a two-drop list, he fucks. But the second you put him on a 10-drop list, he struggles hard, and that's because he can't dictate the game, and he can't dictate how he wants to start, how he envisions... Invid, invid, I can't do that, yeah, yeah. that word. Yeah, yeah. The game going. It's like a come to Jesus moment, right? Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like late on me, Mr. So, <laughs> like, there's this is playing to all of your strengths, realistically. Yeah. Other than inexperience, the list is playing to all of your strengths. Yeah, I think it's like I think the list is good. And I feel like if I had played more, I would be better at it. But I mean, like we'll find out over this weekend. Like we'll hopefully we'll record tomorrow, Saturday night. But we'll see because we might all be pissed as a fart. We might all be in a fucking state. Maybe yeah. if I'm gonna be pissed as a fart. Yeah. There's no yeah. fucking doubt about it. Yeah. Pissed as a fart. Yeah. We're all on three and zero. I'm one and three. It doesn't matter. Yeah. One and two. It doesn't it's, matter. It's gonna, as a fart. Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna get back to the house and sit up and do this and no. then have the fucking neighbors downstairs yelling. Oh mate, it's gonna be so mad when I fucking knock myself out on the top step. Yeah, but um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'll just but, do a solo podcast tomorrow. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're going to be leaving we're, the podcast tomorrow, we're my the, friend. One, the, the slow tones of the match. Yeah. Anyway. Central. Yeah. We'll does, have a nights. Does, does we'll anyone else want to add anything? Or should we, just, should we just cap it there for the moment? No, I want to ask Tub what's wrong with my battalion. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Okay. Context for the listener. You okay. two go. You go. The you battalion I go. chose is Scathcoven, which the ability from the attack from the battalion there's is, no battle shock is yeah no battle shock mm-hmm. and all my units that would do battle shock are in that battalion so mm-hmm. my whole army has no battle shock okay makes my list three drops Tubbs cool. is proposing very gently and kindly that maybe um, just perhaps gently fisting mitch's ass is yeah, what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah. so what, what maybe just perhaps i should have taken <clears throat> the different battalion and make me a one or two drop okay. where the Ability is I get one free command ability if, uh, in a game. Okay. okay. What what battle shocks in your list? The twenty snakes and maybe yes. the ten snakes. Correct. Yeah. Maybe the five snakes. Definitely the five snakes. Depends what I'm playing. But maybe the five snakes. Yeah, bravery. Bravery eight. Yes. So you have to lose three, three to yeah. to take battle shock. Yes. Okay. Uh, at, yeah. At which point the unit is down to a two man unit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Why have you taken the extra command point? Because an extra command point is nice. Why? Uh, I had, okay, I had 80 points left over on my list. No, mm-hmm. 70 points. If it was 80 points, I would have taken some heart renders. Mm-hmm. They put yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been perfect. Yeah. Uh, so I had 70 points left over. My options were the, the big snake endless spell. Yeah. Which Great, endless yep. Great endless really spell. Great endless spell. Really good, really good. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Uh, you can't take the heart because you don't have any priest, uh, priest which and is 80, fine. And it's 80 points. Yep. A new daughter's can is totally fine. So yep. I, I like the Viper endless spell. The Viper really endless spell is really good. The, the downside is it can fuck me right back. Yeah. Real hard. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the other endless spell is the swords. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be a great endless spell to take against mm-hmm. bow for turn one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but- yeah, that was an option too. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, take the extra command point because my list likes to use command abilities. It, it does like to use command abilities. Yeah. yeah. Believe it or not, the alternative battalion lets you use a command ability for free once <laughs> yeah. per game. But, yeah, it does. So you would save yourself. You know what else uses a command ability? Inspiring presence. Inspiring presence, yeah. true. You know what doesn't get affected by techless making you spend two? The battalion yeah. ability. Yeah. 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 There's one techless list here. There is one techless list here. You're you're yeah. you're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> and the the meta the way it is, four drops. <laughs> I can't wait to see if I have one techless list in it. Yeah, yeah. Four four drops. Four drops is peak. That's everyone wants to sit at four drops. Now that I've seen all the masters lists drop, either your four drops or your plus. Mm. Yeah. So if you're four drops or less, you're in the money. So you're three drops. So realistically, you're in the money. Yeah. So what is the difference between? being three and two drops now seeing all the masters one because if i was going to go for viperic guard i'd make it one drop no you make it two i think but that's what i would have done okay yeah yeah see now i think you make it two because (laughs) because the the thought behind it is that a change host internal eternal conflict list is two drops Mm. because you take the fake master so you have an extra drop there yeah yeah you can drop it to one, but then you're bulking your snakes up and you really, I think, are going to struggle on the missions like forcing the hand and on the blade's edge because you're missing the extra unit that can just work independently to the rest of your list. Yeah. Whether it's just sitting on an objective by itself and doing fuck all the entire game. Yeah. Or whether it just those little pushes up into the other one. Do something. Yeah. Yeah. I think you you take the hit, you take an extra unit, you go to two drops, now you're a roll-off against inch. If they're running a host duplicitous list, you honestly don't need to care because your list can shoot in the hero phase and shoot again. At that point, you can chunk through 20 pink horrors very quickly. Mm. Obviously, there's no zinch here, so the two-drop list isn't super necessary the only time it's really going to pull up is against the uh the lumineth matchup yeah what it does let you do is one the battalion gives you a free cp two you get a free cp for the turn so you're sitting on two cp at the start of the turn whether you pull that techless list or you don't you have two cp for battle shock you have a free CP that's not in your CP pool for double shooting your snakes, which is what you want to do. That can't be affected by anything else. I don't see why you don't take it. Your lower drops, you literally get a free CP on top of your other CP. The only list that the only unit that can realistically battle shock is your 20 snakes and maybe your 10 snakes. You have two CP sitting there. Mm. There's no reason why you don't do it. And then 
if you don't want to take that extra command point, you can put the you can put the snake in. And obviously now seeing the lists, you know there's no fire slayers going because that uh, endless spell is super good against fire slayers because there's a one in three chance that it just kills the hero that's making the unit fucking invincible. Yeah. So good against fire slayers. Still really good against Ideneth as well because there's a 50-50 chance you just kill a snake. You're rolling three dice. You're looking for four ups. If you get two, fantastic. You kill two Ishlayan. If you roll one, realistically, you should. You kill one Ishlayan. There's a lot of output on the first turn that you'd have to put into that unit to actually get rid of those, those eels. Yeah. I think the versatility that that other battalion would give you over top of Battleshock, which you may not even take because realistically, you can keep those snakes very safe behind your other 20 snakes, plus Marathi tying up anything that can threaten those snakes. Mm. I think it's I think, I think think it's wasted. I understand it on the Alpha Strike, but you're already buying two CP, so the only two units that could possibly battle shock you have covered because you have two spare CP. I don't, I don't understand. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that all makes sense to me. Yeah. It's exa- uh, like, li- li- literally, it's, a, it, it's the exact same list you're running now, but it's just one drop less, yeah. and you get a free CP. No, that makes total sense. Yeah. So I will now come back with my rebuttal. Okay. The reasons I've got... And that's all we got from tonight, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, yeah. So everything Tubbs just said makes total sense and it's good play. I'm not going to deny that. Uh, the reason I've gone with Scathcoven <clears throat> over Viperic Guard is just experience with the list. Yeah. And seeing what it does on the table and seeing the difference between those two. Not battle shocking is fucking yeah. phenomenal. After playing... I- Playing Skyborn Slayers last weekend or weekend, yeah, not having to worry about Battle Shock at all. It is. It is, just is, is, is fantastic. Bro, after playing it, after playing it's, a twenty block, twenty block on like a six up bravery, it's it's a big deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's fantastic. It is very good. So no, I did consider this. Yeah, I, it wasn't yeah. a light decision. It was I, hard for me to finish my list in the the last two hundred points of what I how I configure it was quite difficult. Yeah. Uh, so the reasons I went for Scathcoven over Viperic Guard, or A, I like yeah, I like not taking Battle Shock. Yeah. It's fucking soon. Yeah. It's great. Uh, I've been playing a lot of games against Bo in the yeah. last few months or so. Shut uh, to shut, shut up, up Bo. Shut up, Bo. Big shout out podcast. Yeah, favorite my favorite to win the tournament. Uh, I think everyone's favorite, right? Yeah. Fuck Bo. Yeah. It's Bo's tournament to lose. Exactly right. He's not going to hear his free plays. Yeah. So so I've been practicing against him, which is good practice because if yeah. you're going to practice, play Bo. Yeah. yeah. He'll he'll make you fucking yeah, sweat. Fuck Bo. Uh, so you're talking about the unit of five snakes. Yeah. Team battle shot. Yeah, that's coming to it. I've seen that come up on the table and where I would have lost a battle shot, lost a snake, keeping that little one snake there has made a difference. So I've seen that. The the thing, the problem I have with keeping the battle shot is you have two heroes that can't die. Yeah. For the first but they two, two, yeah, no, yeah, and they will die. They will. They will die every yeah. game. My Marathi used to die every fucking yeah, game. Yeah, every game Marathi will die. <clears throat> Every game Marathi will die, yeah. but at least for the first two, two turns, you always know that you have a Battleshock immunity bubble in which you can spend that CP free from the battalion or from the extra CP that you have to keep that unit kicking around. And they can't just kill your hero. Like 
if you play against Zench, right, and you're shooting against uh, 10 pink horrors, you've got to kill 30 and then the rest battle shock off, right? If you kill the hero that's sitting within six inches, you know you only have to kill 30. Mm. Because Marathi can't die, that's not an option. Mm. So I think it's down to like Scath Coven, I think is an easier way to position your heroes because you don't have to worry yeah. about staying within the battle shot bubble that those two heroes provide. Realistically, it's 12 inches either side of both of those heroes. You've got a hero with 100 mil base and a hero with 40 mil base. Well, it would be six inches from Big Marathi. Yeah, so 12 inches either side. So, uh, sorry, 12 inches total. So, six inches either side, 12 inches. Well, that little Marathi's the general, so hers would be 12. Yeah, so hers is, yeah. so realistically, 24 sorry, plus the For the benefit of listeners, little Marathi is the general as well as your general. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, so she covers, yeah. she covers huge. Yeah. She covers huge, yeah. Yeah. Because I know in, in my own list, I run my general on foot around the board. Mm purely for the 12 inch breach that i can get off of that yeah. inspiring presence and you know like you get that free command ability from the battalion you don't necessarily have to spend it on double shooting you could spend it on inspiring presence if you yeah. want to no like me the way i play my list i don't necessarily double shoot every turn maybe actually it's probably about once a game yeah on average yeah yeah yeah. because uh, people are cautious to it right yeah. but yeah, i've got yeah. two other command abilities that are really good yeah yeah one you have... is i can use it to teleport you out the other is i can use it to uh run and shoot, to, run and charge to go 2d6 yeah yeah yeah, 36, yeah. That's and that that hero is also included in the viperic guard so you could spend it for free also i could uh so the the next uh, the other thing that made me choose this battalion over Viperic Guard is, if you all can hear that, that's our Airbnb toilet. It makes it's, very interesting noises. The big man and it's, is the, really putting it through its paces, as you can hear. Yeah. It's screaming for life. It needs help. Airbnb toilet. It needs help. Any plumbers <laughs> available in the next 25 to 30 minutes? Yeah. Please, dear God. Uh, the other part is um yeah okay so going first is cool having an extra cp is cool God, that bathroom Those sucks. <laughs> so bad, is that what you guys are talking about Fucking yeah, yeah for a hot second we were those those two things are good once in the game whereas yeah. being immune to battle shock is good in every turn yeah and i understand and that that's where right. yeah still one one model on an objective well, can, yeah, that's can win you a game uh, I absolutely understand that. Yeah. But I think I take the the reliability that you yeah. always have an extra CP up your hand. Yeah. Compared to the situation. And like, you know, you can spend that CP for like multiple different things, right? Yeah. Whereas immune to battle shock is one thing. Yeah. And this free CP you get covers what the other one does it doesn't do it the entire game for your entire army i understand that well the, the other thing is i haven't been using my all my cp the games i played with this army i haven't been using up i'm surprised CP. honestly me, me too yeah, yeah because you have you have fantastic ways to spend cp in your army and yeah. i think if you're not spending all your cp you're honestly doing yourself a detriment because one way you use it is for the 2d6 
2d6 run and charge to get into combat and the other way you use it is for uh the double shoot yeah even just for a six inch run onto an objective like there's so many good ways you can spend that cp yeah i think cp is so flexible and so maybe the the small ones like the uh the six inch run is so underrated because a lot of the time all it takes is a six inch run to win a game mm. and when you don't need to be within range of a, a hero or whatever to do to do that that could win you the game when all your heroes done when marathi's dead and the iron scales dead mm. so yeah i i i i understand why you want to take the Battleshock immunity, but realistically, there's there's two units that you're really scared that yeah they could battle shock. The two small units of snakes, yes, they could battle shock. Yes, it could be a game changer. Mm-hmm. But I think that like you as a good player, you should be able to uh, see that coming and understand that you need to that's a big, leave that's a CP. A, that's a massive assumption aside for that. <laughs> Uh, the, the other thing the last thing i can do is that unit of 20 snakes can be teleported to shoot stuff yeah they can go off the other side of the board yeah and you don't have to worry i don't have to worry yeah. about it which yeah. has in some of my practice games yeah. has made a massive and difference i think that's the most valid reason to take scath cubs in yes is exactly that yeah. you throw them onto the other side of the board you can't double shoot them now because they're too far away yeah but you don't need to double shoot them every turn you anyway. don't need to double shoot them every you, turn the list right. doesn't rely on that you yeah yeah, yeah. And you're right. Um, although it's a 24 inch bubble, so it's not hard to achieve. 18 inch, but, but still. Oh, is it 18 yeah. from Marathi? But yeah. it's 24. Uh, um, 18 from Marathi. Yeah. Okay, fair. Little Marathi. Um, but yeah, not having to worry about battle shock on a unit you've put out of position and yeah. overextended, possibly. And a unit that could be considered extremely good bait. Well, it's 560 points, yeah. 620 points. There's something yeah. fucking ridiculous, right? For all those snakes. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is the best example of why you should take Scaf Covenant. Yeah, you put them out there. If they, they shoot something, they get charged into, there's three snakes left. Yeah. They don't run away. That uh, The unit that charged into them is tied up. Sure, yeah. you've lost your shooting snakes, but you've lost them anyway at that point. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. I think what, like, I agree with everything you said, Thomas, yeah. and I know. I, like, I, it, it's, it was a real hard choice. Well, yeah. I went with what I... This is bullshit. This is, have you met me? So, <laughs> 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 person. Like, I, I, I understand how you go down that route, because yeah. I think it's easier just to take Scaf Coven. It is. But I That's think... That's why I took it, because I, I like easy games. Yeah, because I think it's easier. <laughs> yeah. I think the better battalion is Viperic Guard. Yeah. But the easier battalion is Scaf Coven. If I was a fucking, fucking Warhammer like god oh, yes i take viperic guard yeah but i am just a humble mortal <laughs> so i'm taking scath coven all right then. all right let's leave it at that so are you winning your predictions first round are you winning your games moment i hope so but who knows okay that's a soft answer tubby you winning yeah bro yeah absolutely i'm willing to uh yeah okay <laughs> well, peer pressure just fucking talk you into it <laughs> <laughs> all right listeners we'll leave it at there for a minute that's um some very good daughters of cane talk of course you're right Tom? and there my beers <laughs> clinging <laughs> together <laughs> that i've collected over the night yeah it's always just smash your ones beers but it's all right um we'll try and record tomorrow but we're not going to hold any promises because by the time we get back here tomorrow we we'll may be straight in town on the beers we'll honestly. be yeah we'll be pretty fucking yeah. i think by the time we get back here 
But anyway, we'll leave it here. So next time you might hear us, it probably won't be with all this body slapping. In. Next time we'll be the New Zealand master again, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, hey, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you turn beautiful. up and sound exactly like us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or I'll lose the bow horribly and it'll be so shit. So next time you hear us, Tubby will be the New Zealand Masters. <laughs> All right. We'll be back in your motherfucking ears as soon as we find a minute to record. See ya. Gotta do what I gotta do. Uh, all my exes live in Texas like I'm George Strait Or they go to Georgia State where tuition is handled by some random nigga that live in Atlanta That she only see when she feels obligated Admitted it to me the first time we dated But she was no angel and we never waited I took her for sushi, she wanted to fuck so we took it to go Told him don't even plate it And we never talked too much after I blew up Just only hello her, happy belated And I think I texted her and told her I made it And that's when she texted me and told me she prayed it And that's when I texted her and told her I love it And right after texted her and told her I'm faded She asked Whatever I learned since getting richer, I learned working with the negatives to make for better pictures. I learned Hennessy and enemies is one hell of a mixture. Even though it's fucked up, girl, I'm still fucking with you, damn. Is it the fall? Time for me to revisit the past. It's women to call this album to drop this liquor involved. There's stories to tell, we've been through it all. Yeah. Interviews are like confessions. Get the fuck up out my dressing room, confusing me with questions like, Do you love this shit? Are you high right now? Do you ever get nervous? Are you single? I heard you fuck your girl, is it true? You getting money? You think them niggas you with is with you? And I say, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Fucking right, fucking right, all right. And we say, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. And we are back. And unfortunately, it's not the Saturday night in-person recording we were hoping to do. Uh, because all our paths took us in slightly different directions. Tubby's more so than mine and Mitch's, but that's fine. So it is now Thursday. Is it Thursday or Wednesday? The week Thursday, up- bro. Yeah, it's Thursday. So it's Masters is done. We know the results. So we're just going to go through all of our experiences. So it's myself, Sean, Tubby here, and Mitch is back on the mic to help us along. And we're just going to recap uh day one and two from masters we're not going to go blow by blow into better reports uh i mean if these lads want to they're more than welcome to but we'll we'll try just to recap it in a sort of i don't know in a way that makes sense without just dragging it out way way too long uh but we'll try to keep it high level and talk about our learnings and any key points from the matches or or anything that we just thought was interesting uh given it is masters i guess we do want to talk about that high level play if they're as high level play in the game but um i'll leave it to these guys to talk as much or as little as they like so mitch do you want to start us off being the guest and you know just give us a a recap of your day one as to how it went or or not entirely up to you my friend run over your list too bro for sure he dude we this was literally the section before this is oh man did we go through the list as well yeah yeah so we were pretty um if you can't tell we're pretty jazzed on the in-person recording (laughs) and i've listened to it and edited it because there was a lot of shit in there so i have a rough idea what was in it but these lads probably have forgotten given it was five six days ago uh but we covered off our lists in the bit prior to this and we covered off how we thought we're going to go around one 
Um, I believe it was so about so wrong. <laughs> and then you two just bickered a whole bunch about the battalion. But anyway, Mitch, you want to take it away? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll start by following up on the battalion conversation because uh, I definitely, after the weekend, I know I chose the right battalion 100%. Uh, the problem was I chose the wrong battle tome. Uh, should have taken a whole different army. But, yeah. Game one, I went in and I lost my game one. Basically, early game... It was a I'm surprise at... to everyone. Everyone, most people, I think. Except I wasn't that surprised. So what was round one? It was uh, Star Strike, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and I was playing the Beast Claw Raiders. Um, yeah, so the guy's name is sam sam yeah sam's sam. awesome nice dude yeah, lovely dude yeah, yeah, sam was awesome. yeah uh i just fucked it up right at the start and it was downhill from there for the rest of my weekend um i thought um, yeah i thought the 40 snakes could kill his general in one go so i kind of extended put them out there and shot the general left the general on like one or two wounds and then he healed it back up and came and wanted my snakes. And then the rest of the game was a bit of a struggle, but he got away with it. So then I went into round two against Seraphon and I did the exact same thing. I thought, I can kill that. Uh, I can't kill that. And Shout then out got, Stephen. Yeah, Stephen, he was awesome too. All my opponents were awesome. Um, he had a little toy frog th that he 3D printed in place of Croak, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, he had a good strong list and i misplayed at the start and couldn't get back from it we had a good game and in game three i was right at the bottom table playing a corn bloodthirster list uh against tate who was also super awesome tate was running on about three hours sleep um and hadn't had a lot of experience at tournaments playing 2k games so um yeah we just had a nice friendly game and it was the, my list was pretty much a direct counter to his, and I got to double turn him. I got to double shoot him um, two turns in a row. So, yeah, didn't go too well for him. So I got one win out of day one, and yeah. Yeah, I think both that. me and Tubby predicted that Tate was going to have a pretty shit time at the Masters with the lists that were, that were on site. Yeah, yeah, it seems like he did. I think he still in, had a good time. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I mean results-wise. I don't yeah. mean, like, if he actually, yeah. Hated, uh, his, hated his life while he was there. It's quite clear that he just plays a lot of um, smaller or, like, 1K tournaments. Yeah. So he didn't, didn't really, I don't know. I didn't speak to him directly about it, but I said, I did talk to him about the whole need for the Fury Fester and why he needs it and the rest of it. So maybe... Maybe he took that on board, I don't know. Um, he seemed pretty interested once I explained it to him, the benefits of it, but yeah. So, Mitchell, you lost two games and got a major win, is that correct? Yeah, I shut the bed, basically. That is definitely not what we were expecting. No. <laughs> <laughs> no that's okay, I had a good time. So, good Tubby, time. that was so quick, Mitch. I wasn't expecting you to be that quick. Uh, Tubby, do you want to go your first two games and then we'll jointly talk about our third game since we played yeah man for sure cool so game one i had stefan running his uh seraphon and it was a triple bassy list so it's you know pretty cool thunder, so, um, thunder lizard so. thunder, thunder lizard so yeah coalesce so 
turning damage down by one. It's not a list that I've played before, and I haven't played a lot of Seraphon. Uh, but yeah, it was a super good game. Uh, Stefan really impressed me as a player. Um, not really playing him before, knowing much about uh, his playability, I guess. Uh, I know Jimmy had messaged me previously and said, uh, Stefan and Sam will be coming for your head next next year. And I was like, oh, cool, sweet, some good sweaty Auckland players. And yeah, they were. They were, they were good players. I was impressed by, by both Stefan and Sam for sure. Um, game was was pretty calculated and good uh i was i was feeling pretty comfortable through the game up until turn four uh and then in turn four um jimmy made a rules error uh with with a pile in nothing against jimmy and i didn't question it or push it whatever you know to's to's call so so i left it um and i won the priority into five which realistically uh won me the game uh, but instead of playing hard and taking it seriously, I basically didn't do fucking anything, didn't move any models. I just was like, cool, I win here, that's game. Um, then very quickly, Stefan took the the last turn of the game and he looked like he was ready to go. And I was like, oh, well, fuck. I bet I have royally screwed this up. And um, after a couple quick measures and seeing where things would go, I realized that, yeah, he could get back in for a minor loss. Um, and he managed to squeeze out not just a minor loss, but he managed to kill the last of my battle line uh, to Battle Shock, which actually got him a draw. So my game won and some Masters went in as a draw, which honestly was a fantastic position to be in. Um, but it felt super shit. <laughs> I don't really want to drop any games at Masters, let alone... Uh, draw the first game but that being said i think a draw honestly in that in that situation with how bad i played turn five was a good uh, representation of that end outcome of the game then uh game two i played yeah, draws the shit bro <laughs> yeah like they it felt real shit it felt having, real shit after having two two draws last week um myself what a week before now yeah i can confirm how poopy they are yeah especially because i dropped the minor win uh to the last battle shot roll of the game like literally the last roll of the game was for a, a draw or a minor win <clears throat> and yeah that was that was a bit of a stinger it's knowing not... that i lost it too like there's like even though jimmy made a, a the incorrect rolling which nothing against jimmy you know Tio has to make a call uh like I should have won that game anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, uh, I lost up. it because of my own fucking play, not because Jimmy did something, you know. But yeah, draw draw felt real poo, <laughs> real poo until I come to the realization that actually a draw is amazing because you submarine from here, uh, and realistically you can go four four wins in a draw and dodge yeah, all the hard players. Just play the hardest play at the end. Um, yeah. Which wasn't realistically the case, but yeah, not not the end of the world. Game two, though, game two was Ben Black. So Ben Black was one of the other KO players. He was the KO player with all the gun haulers that I was talking about on a previous show. Uh, we were playing in Blades Edge. 
fortunately for me, I outdrop him, take first turn, take every objective on the entire board. Um, and he'd split his army like the majority of KO players do. And he put one half in one corner and the other half in the other corner. Uh, so I just alphaed one corner uh, and had a fantastic turn one. I literally killed uh, all of it. So a gun hauler, a frigate, and 10 thunderers uh, through battle shock on the thunderers mainly. But yeah, so much output went through. It was fantastic. Uh, and, and Max scored. And instead of, I think Ben lost sight on the objectives and just saw the big shiny ship sitting in the corner of the board. And he hard committed into it. And if you've shot at an ironclad before, you know it's pretty hard to take one off. So that really ate his army for too many turns. And I got hugely up ahead on points. Uh, and got... Uh, there was some... What's the mission called again? Blades Edge? Blades Edge, yeah. So yeah, you need so to that's... get up score hard early. Yeah. And then as long as you can max score for the first two turns, I think, and then not yeah, four parts in three and four, yeah, I, think I think you that's... like auto win the game. Yeah, I believe that's what the internet says, is that if you max score first two rounds and your opponent doesn't, you can't lose. Like, I haven't done the like, mass on it, but if you get 11 you points can... and your opponent gets, say, like eight it would get real hard for them to it's catch It's real you. hard, but it depends how... Because to get those big points with a, a list like KO or um, a list where you can't string a bigger unit and models across and only lose one one unit, you really have to overextend to get those objectives. So even if you go up 11 to, say, 8 in the first two turns, if you that puts you in a position where you basically don't have an army left, you can still go down and lose because uh, you just run out of objective scores but in this case um the Arconauts really shone and it was 11 to 1 and then it was oh jesus yeah yeah, yeah it was yeah, awful. Yeah, it was like yeah. 15 to 1 at the end of round turn three yeah okay just like, there's, yeah there's no way um it just shows like the difference between like say a ko list like mine which has got 50 Arconauts in it and a list like ben's which has 20 Arconauts and fucking heaps of boats, as they just struggle to score so hard because that mechanic of getting in and out of the boats is super clunky and awkward, and you'll know what I mean if you're a KO player. So you've got to be there one turn in advance if you actually want to uh, start scoring with things in the boat or with the boat itself. So um, so if you fly high off a boat yeah, and you're nine inches away, you can't get out. Yeah, can't get so out. So you have to run the boat forward and then get still out. Can't, no, still can't get out. So if you move it forward, can you get out, or do you get out at nah. the start of movement? So you literally have to get anyone in or out of the boat before the boat moves. Okay, so, so you can jump in. Yeah, you can jump in the boat, and the boat can fly away. Yeah. You can jump out of the boat, and the boat can fly away. But yeah, the only way you get around that is with a certain battalion. Yeah, so it's not like you can just deploy nine inches away and then make a nine inch charge before you guys out of the boat. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and even then, that's not, like that's hard. But, but that would mean you could still okay. put models on an objective, you know, like you fly high there and dump onto the objective. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's what I'm thinking. Is, is that like, so, because when you say it's hard for K to score, I'm thinking, well, K can go wherever they want. But if you can't get out after you move, then and obviously the you're in trouble. Yeah, the boat counts for one model. So even if you charge into 10 dudes and you don't kill them all, then tough shit. Yeah. You so, know. so I think that's something that the KO players I played took from playing my list um i played both of them just 
talking in advance here, but I played both of them, and the real difference between my list and their list was the bodies. My yeah, my ability to score versus their ability to score. Um, whereas I think they they've lent too hard into um, the the movement and losing sight of of that part of the game. Is that yeah, your whole army can be alive, but if you go down on points, it doesn't fucking matter what happens. Um, but yeah, so that was a that was an interesting game. Uh, ben did relatively well over the course of the event, so I think it definitely shows the power of the gun haulers, but it also showed the weakness of uh, the, the scoring capability of a list like that. I think a mass spam gun hauler list would work, uh, but I think I'd like to see it with 50 Arcanauts, you know? 50, yeah, 50 Arcanauts. Yeah, absolutely. That's um, why you have a 50 Arcanauts. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, cool. So I'll start talking about my games then because me and Tubby can tag team the third game because spoilers, we played each other. Uh, so me and my Luminaire for Armlords, uh, so I played Liam first, who was the other KO player who is yet to be mentioned in Starstrike. Um, it was pretty, pretty straight forward i guess you would say he deployed uh his whole army in two corners like the opposite two corners to my army so i literally couldn't hit anything on turn one because it's just too far away because star strike i like to say sort of central in case you know you get all the objectives in the middle um his lord exorcist was somewhat central because he was a piece of arcane scenery but it was still like 46 inches away from me because he went super deep uh, I took first, buffed up, moved up. Then he went in his big boat and like all his dudes um, deployed sort of like 14 inches from my army on the right-hand side, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. And um, and he shot me and it just didn't do enough. And that was the end of turn one. And then I won the priority into turn two. Um, and then I just teleported Teclis to like 18 and the priority objective drops in the middle of the board just like where he was pretty much just in front of him so he was outside the scoring range um but i could move into it so i teleported techless and then techless just did all those like 18 inch damage spells <laughs> i hit him and just nuked like half his army it was pretty amazing for me um and i scored some points and he double turned me and he scored all the points so at the end of turn three he was quite ahead of me on points and I was only able to score two objectives on turn three, so he was ahead, but then I doubled him into four, and then I scored all the points, all the objectives on turn four, and by the end of my turn four, I think he had a very wounded gun hauler left with, like, two wounds and a Lord Exorcist, and I still had a large part of my army. Uh, and then we diced off for turn five, or it didn't really matter, and he scored two points because he retreated and moved out across the board. Um, and I didn't even play my turn five because I was still winning the game at that point. So I think if I played turn five, I would have won by sort of, I don't know, 14, 15 points, but we didn't seem to need to. Um, and then my game two, I played the aforementioned Sam, who had his Beast Claw Raiders, uh, which was pretty cool to see Beast Claw Raiders at Masters. So when we're playing Blade's Edge, which I didn't fancy a good mission for me because of how small the board was, uh, specifically against Sam, not in, like, in general, I think the mission's fine for me. But against Sam, with how many... How many bodies those... Yeah, that's, that's, yeah he's only got Especially like... Especially with no, your 10-man units, you know, he's only going to kill one with the mortal on the charge, and it's his objective, right? 
Or just a bird, you know? Or just a bird, yeah. Yeah, so, like, he... He's only got, like, nine models in his army. Uh, but four of them count as ten, bo- ten models each, and I've only got one unit that's bigger than ten models. Uh, so we played Bitlade's Edge. Uh, he deployed on the line, and so did I. He's got one caster, but he put him right at the back of the board behind some scenery because uh, I don't think he wanted him to get killed. And I took first turn to Sam's surprise because if he went first, I think he would have to make sort of 10 to 11 inch charges, which he thought I was going to do. But I was like, look, dude, if you go first, you'll count as all these bodies and score big. So I went first and then I just teleported my 20 block. I made my 20 block ethereal. And one other thing I should have done is made him immune to battle shot, but I didn't. Um, and you given that him as a spell. And (laughs) as I told people over the weekend, Teclas has and it casts on like a four or something, but it's um it's a it's a mountain spell, so only Teclas knows it. Yeah, yeah. Um as I told people over the weekend, if there's any spell out there that you can imagine Teclas has it because he has like twenty two spells that he knows. So um, whether you know the spells that he knows is the Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it, it's all the bookkeeping on my end and sort of situational awareness about what's a good spell and what's not. So I teleported the 20 block onto the three objectives on his side of the board and just strung them out, and they weren't in Shining, so they weren't minus one, but they were ethereal. And I knew they were going to get charged and fucked up, but I was hoping there would be enough of a speed bump for one, if not two turns, so he... um, so I could slow him down and he could only score three points. That was a big thing, is that I yeah. wanted to, to score six and I wanted yeah. him to... Yeah, and I only wanted him to score three points. And it worked. So scored six points, he went, he charged him, he killed all but like four of them. And then I was going to take a massive battle shock. And um, I had a CP up my sleeve, but instead of spending it, I tried to do the, the transference from um, the Kefalar on a two up to ignore Battleshock uh, and redirect it to him. Although he had nothing to Battleshock, so I rolled the two up and of course I rolled a one, which just meant the unit ran away, which was stupid of me. But it is what it is. And I lost my my big block of 20. I won the priority roll in and then I sort of like kill his general and cripple his other dudes and it's just... I think you win there, right? If you don't get doubled one into two. Uh, yeah. I think the, like, because we practiced this game, didn't we? Like, the exact same scenario. And Some, we, we were like, talking yeah. about just stringing the 20 block across. Because you can see, what is yeah, it? You were 200, definitely the one, 240 points? Yeah, you are definitely the one who gave me the idea for it. You are just yeah, like, you, and you touch the whole board. Yeah, you and just before, can see 240 points, but yeah, it means that if they don't fly, they can't touch your back objectives. You max score and don't have yeah. to put yourself out of position. It's like the perfect scenario, a perfect way to play the Blade's Edge is if you have a unit like that that you can throw away. Yeah, and, and, because, and because they were ethereal as well, and they were all in range yeah. of Teclas' five up. So it was just to com- like, commit heaps to get rid of it, right? Yeah, so he charged it with three different stone horns, I'm pretty sure, or at least two and some Mornfang. Um, and he did a bunch of mortals on the charge as well. So you definitely you know, mentioned that to me beforehand, and I... And I mapped it out before the, the tournament. Like, I got a board out and saw how far it could spread and how many bottles I could get on each objective. So that was handy. 
bit of pre-game, uh, pre-tournament prep there. And the important thing was that we were fighting that we fought the whole game in his deployment zone instead of mine. Yeah. Uh, so while I was winning priorities and he was pulling off my objectives, I was still pressuring him. Yeah, uh, you're still contesting his. And he wasn't running around in, in my backfield. Whereas and your Sentinels and Kath are probably Jay chilling in the back, like no pressure on them because the OBJs are up the front, right? Yeah, so the Kath was towards the front because I put the terrain piece sort of in the middle of the board just because I could use, because she's a general, so I could just use a free, and with the terrain piece you get a free command point, well not a free command point, you get a free command ability a turn without spending a CP. And the idea was that if she's within 12 inches of my whole army, I can make stuff immune to Battleshock. Or if she's like wholly within 18, I can give people like reroll once to hit and wound. And that, um, not wound, reroll hit and save. Mm. And that's what I was trying to do. Was, um, I was trying to put it there. So, yeah, so I go first, score six. He scores three points. I win turn two priority. I score, I think it's four points or something at that point. Yeah, just skipping one. Yeah. And he then scored, I think two points or one point and sort of by turn three it was like over and i'd cleaned up pretty much his whole army except two mournfang i think it was uh the coolest thing i think i did in this game other than the teleport was uh one of his mournfang charged into my uh into my wardens and there was like three of them left and he charged into them and killed seven and then i did nothing i killed one of his mournfang in retaliation that was already hurt and then I um, transferred the battle shot to him. And I was like, bro, you're already at like plus seven. You can't beat it. And then he was like, oh, but can I still CP it? And I was like, I, I, out, I yelled out like a big fuck because I was like, damn it. That was like, I, I was quite chuffed with myself. That yeah, I yeah, you're like, that was... Because the, the whole week before... Play. Yeah, because the whole week before at ValleyCon, I forgot that rule even existed and it would have saved me so many times. Just to, not even so much battle shocking other units, but just the immunity to yourself. So, yeah. and forcing people to spend CP on something they don't want to or haven't. Yeah, really exactly. Like allocated that they're gonna have to spend CP for is super strong. Oh, especially like Matt only had he was only getting one CP a turn. So, like he was, I mean, not Matt, Sam. So, like, I don't think he was overly happy, but but yeah. So that was that was my game too. So it was uh, two major wins in a row. Uh, we had secondaries at this tournament, and you got points for you chose two secondaries, revealed them at the start of the game. You got points for scoring yours, and you got points for denying theirs. That's so it. you got you had two each. So two, one point each. So one point if you score one. So you get two points for scoring, and you can get two points for denying. So you yeah. get four points out of secondaries, which is pretty sick. And yeah. I like that mechanic. Like that's if you're going to play secondaries, that's the fucking way to do it. And especially when it's like, that's how you score minors and draws. I think that's how we should be doing it going forwards because you actually start caring about denying secondaries. Nobody goes into a game expecting to possibly draw. Yeah. Because you've just ignored their secondary. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. It's really so, good. yeah, I scored, I didn't score all my secondaries and I definitely didn't deny all of them, but I wasn't so much focused on the secondaries. I was more focused just on winning my games. I didn't want the secondary to be part of the game unless it was like turn three and I'd won and I was chasing it. Mm. Um, I mean, it's sort of like a maybe a short-sighted way of doing it because there definitely was some positions broken by secondaries, as in or resolved by secondaries. Uh, but I didn't want to 
have to think about too much more. So turn, not turn three, game three played against Tubby and we played Battle for the Pass. Battle for the Pass, yeah. The, sh- sh- the squished map. Yeah, so it was a long ways one, wasn't it? Yeah. So it was, yeah, which, that was I interesting. Mean, We've played a few times, but we haven't played uh, Battle for the Pass. So the dynamic was basically the same. Hmm. Just meant your sentinels were generally closer to your wardens. And Teclis was, I don't know, more central to buff you, but also be in my threat range. So it was quite interesting. Yeah, he was um, pushing up the board more because hmm. obviously your objective is worth four points. So I want to be on your objective. But that also means. Yeah, like your objective is 24 inches away from mine, so I need to push Teclas up the board to get you, you know, to get my units holy for 18 and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, so we played Battle for the Pass. I went first and buffed up and teleported some dudes, and I scored five points, I believe it was. And I killed some arcs. Yeah, Storm of Serum White Light through the the spell portal. We've played, we've played. Luminifus KO quite a bit, eh? So you know that taking my arcs off the board is a really good place to start and then work into the the juicy stuff from there. Let Searing White Light do the damage on the heroes and then yep. realistically you've only got boats and thunderers to worry about. Yeah, right. That is one thing that I've learned about playing your KOs that like you need to remove the bodies just because that's what scores. Um like, when I played Liam, it was stupid. I did Lambent Light, which is re-roll missile attack hits on his big boat. But then I just ended up shooting his engine riggers, which was, like, the smart thing to do. Except... Did you bait the gold on the big boat? Nah. Like, I just completely done fucked it up. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's never here or there. It's not consequential because I won the game. But, yeah, and then you went second. And yeah. you scored... Well, you pushed up, yeah? You want to talk yeah, about it? Yeah, I scored three. Something I uh-huh. learned a lot is that my army runs the flare gun instead of endless spells. An important thing about the flare gun uh, is into matchups where they have enough mortal wound output that they can take your heroes out of the boats, uh, you basically have to pop your cherry and shoot it like straight away. So I shot my flare gun into 10 wardens, which seems like a real shit way to spend it, but realistically it makes my units more efficient and you're also I... minus one against him as well so I yep. wouldn't... so you go to fives on your yes yeah, so i go to fours. and stuff and fours. Uh, yeah there's most things will go to fours um, yeah some things go to fives but so like, I if he's dead i don't ways. get it if he's it was dead i don't get to use it so i'd rather get it out not risk uh, the fact that you can take him off because searing white light and uh, your endless spell can quite easily kill my navvies out of boats whereas typically they're invincible uh so i'd rather yeah use it make uh-huh. my army more efficient for my turn one take off some of your threats your scoring pieces and then um and then play it out from there see what happens because if he if he doesn't die yeah you'll feel kind of shit but i think the risk versus reward isn't honestly worth it putting it into a slightly juicier target like realistically unless i double you one into two, there's no way I'm going to shoot tech. And if I start shooting tech, you're just going to two up save him. So, like, this sweet fuck all point shooting him anyway. Yeah, also, like, endless spells against my army is just garbage, to be honest. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
yeah, it's like I I don't care. Um, Do more damage to yourself. You so yeah, it's I think that's the right play. And then so priority, I win the priority, which is great for me. And I guess yep. this is the first time I should probably talk about uh, the rune. Uh, help me out with the name, Toby, because I always forget it. Rune Petro- of petrification. Yeah, rune of petrification. Seven so points of straight win. The biggest endless spell that the internet is not talking about is what I would describe it as. So the rune played a huge part in all my games except the last game. And every game it was really fucking some people up. But um, since I've already talked about the first two, I'll talk about it here. So Tubby had moved his boat up in his riggers and stuff like that on one on one of the flank objectives, my right side, his left side. And he killed the wardens. But when I won the priority into turn two, and because he had no um, counter magic, I dropped the rune on him at the top of turn two, which is on an objective, which is hidden all his dudes. So what the rune does is, I've said it before, Start and end of every movement phase. Roll a dice at every unit within six. On a four up, they take D3 mortal wounds. So this means when I drop it on my turn, and I know my opponent's going second, it's going to hit him at least three times before they can move. Uh, If I win a double, then it's going to hit him five times before they can move. So it's five chances at D3 mortal wounds or three chances at D3 mortal wounds. Either way, it's straight money. It's so good. Um... So I dropped it on him, and I soon white light him, and I just start chipping away at all his guys. Uh, probably the most notable thing about turn two is I Lambent Light my... I mean, not Lambent Light, Speed of Hish, my 20 block, and they go from my left flank to your centre, to your home objective. Yeah. For the big muddy score. Uh, one sneaky thing you did here, which just totally went straight over my head, was... Uh, was it the Navi? Yeah, the Navi was in range. Half, half charge. charge. Yeah. So I did have to burn my only CP at that point on getting that unit in because it was like a four-inch charge. So it becomes an eight-inch charge. Um, and I charged in onto two units of Arcanauts. And how many dudes was on the objective? I can't remember. Um, you did 20 mortal wounds, so there was 20 Arcanauts. 11 in one unit, 9 in the other. Yeah, yeah. So I just smote them. Um, <laughs> it was quite ridiculous. shocked about well, I, Finn was sitting there as well at that. Yeah, he was like, we had we had a watcher for this game, talking shit, and that was great. Uh, and Sean proceeds on like forty dice to roll twenty mortal wounds, and I was like, "You fucking what? <laughs> you just pull my models off, put them in the bin." Eight dice because the hero doesn't get so many oh, weapons. So. Yeah, fuck me. <laughs> uh, but realistically, there's no way I was stopping you from scoring my home objective because I don't have the movement to screen out and block you like allowing for your shooting and hero phase output um then realistically i only have like six guys sitting on my back objective so you're going to outscore me with 20 anyway i may as well just push out and try zone it like yeah there was it was probably the difference between that scenario and the other scenarios we've played is that it's really easy to push from that side objective straight onto a home objective if you have some combat output yeah, bro. Um, if you and some... those wardens just fucking ate it up. Easy peasy. Yeah, the wardens are super good. And I mean, also I have the utility of doubling their move as well. Because if I couldn't do that, then I wouldn't have made it like quite simple. Um, so they would go 12 inches across. And, you know, it was it was pretty good. It's pretty good for me. So I scored. So I killed all those dudes and I chipped away at like the output of your army is what I'd call it. Yeah. So not your body's the output. And I score seven points that turn, so I'm up twelve to three going into your turn two. These um, 
this this turn turn two turn three was really big swings in this game so what i've found playing lumineff so far is that either the ko player or the lumineff player wins hard it's it doesn't yeah, really been the case get enough, down yeah. to a turn four turn five game it very quickly becomes a uh, who wins priority into two who wins priority into three and i think it was like a very good representation of that this game um so my turn two was yeah we played like a week beforehand on tts and you tabled me before i had a second turn i think yep. it was yep. and i was just like cool <laughs> yeah. much. like if you can get the unbind off on yeah. protection of feckless like i just delete the whole army it's just, yeah yeah it's just gone. But 100% but anyway keep going through it's dicey but yeah so turn two was i think a really good turn for me uh while i didn't take back my home objective i got on and scored both side objectives but more importantly um i did something to sean that i was really worried people would do to me at masters so what i did was <clears throat> i began by shooting the 20 wardens on my back objective and sean popped uh, both of his aper quartz on them um but i eyeballed, sneaky sneaky yeah Instead of measuring to techless, I just eyeballed to techless and I put the boat and on my threat in range of techless also. Uh, so when he pops the Aether Quartz on the Wardens, which is scoring him big, means he can't protect techless. Uh, and I put fucking all the damage into techless. Um, it come down to <laughs> an engine rigor in combat with techless. Uh, and Sean had to spend both of his Aether Quartz in in the combat phase, on phase yeah. to put him on a two-up save to stop me like murking him with a couple with one engine rigger with the, the the leader boy so i think at the end of it i left techless on one wound yeah there was one wound and then we had the big conversation about i was ahead on points but i think if you won turn three you I, I go on to win the game in turn four yeah. or five but if i win turn three i think i score too many points and kill a lot of your shit yeah so mm-hmm. i, I yeah. agreed on half of it but yeah we rolled off and you won the priority roll yeah so. and it was that was my first big fucking fist pump of the yeah. tournament so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm like, pretty really listening to that game either thought we like hated each other or we just got to go home and fuck afterwards yeah so no i'm a, I'm a big emotive player right so like whenever i do something good i always like i've always been that way through competition and sports um like because i've played sports in my life and whenever I do something wrong, I'm always like vocal about it to myself. And then when I do something great, I'm like, everyone can hear it. So, and I'm the same in tabletop, which I'm concerned oh, maybe God. gives a bad impression to some people. But like, I just, I can't help it. It's just unfiltered raw emotion where I'm like, oh my God, you know, or, oh fuck, that's terrible. But whatever. So, yeah. So you, so I won priority. You fucked mm-hmm. up Teclas. I healed him. Back, so I think four wounds to go. Yeah, um, didn't matter because he died in your turn for anyway. Uh, and at that point, I just scored a bunch and I cleaned up some stuff. And I think going into turn three, you had like yeah, turn what was turn, it like five riggers and and a clad or something like that. I mean, not yeah, riggers, thunders or something. Turn three, I had uh, maybe and that rune was just six, chipping away at you the whole fucking game because I keep dispelling it and just dropping it back on you. Yeah, I had maybe. The ironclad, six or seven thunderers, uh, and maybe maybe that was it. Maybe a cheeky archonaut or something hanging somewhere. Yeah, I had some ender riggers pushing up on sentinels. Um, so 
turn three into four was also big um, because I'd killed Techless, so I'd killed all the output. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, I killed Techless and I'd killed the 20 wardens on my back objective. So basically what Sean had left was uh, two units of tw- uh, two units of 20 sentinels and a unit of 10 wardens and a cathalar. So uh, two units of 10 sentinels. I know what you're saying. But yeah, yeah. 20 yeah. sentinels in total, 10 wardens and a cathalar. And they were all like deep in my objective zone yeah. so i wasn't i was only scoring like mine yeah so i think even three into four there could have been the opportunity to swing back and and maybe pull a win there but yeah i lost the priority again so um realistically i'm i'm hoping on doubles here to pull my game back so automatically not in the greatest position but you always got to play for it the second you start getting a little bit shaky um, and a lot of time, I think that's how this matchup goes. So I don't think it's a bad idea because realistically, I, I felt like I had two priority roles that could uh, put me back in the driver's seat. It's something really oh, yeah, nice if you playing want into Luminef is you feel like you're just not in the driver's seat at all. Just yeah. because they're going yeah. first, they're playing the game they want to play. Uh, realistically, my KO is playing the game it wants to play by going second. Uh, but the way he puts his damage out, it gets rid of the whole benefit of my triumph, which a lot of the time is reroll to save. And because the army just shits mortals, you don't actually really roll saves into it. You take away part of my game plan in that sense. So I have to rely solely on output rather than output plus uh, being tanky. So, but yeah, you won yeah. turn and, three I into mean, four and, and, and yeah. walked with it. Yeah, and I mean, also when you have techless in your army and you come up against someone who has no unbinds or casts, the Luminef player literally does whatever they want. Yeah. Like, without any repercussion. I'm like, yeah. sweet, four spells every turn. This time I'm going to heal, this time I'm going to teleport, I'm going to be ethereal, you know, I'm going to be doing X, Y, Z. And we just don't, actually, I'm not going to do any defensive spells, I'm just going to go all out offense, you know, to try to kill you before you kill me. There's just so much shit you can do with with Techless. It's just fucking ridiculous. He just he's so good. He just does whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, I find if you don't so if you're not playing a casting army, but say you have uh, a cheeky couple heroes in there with unbind capability or dispel capability, you can throw dice back at Techless, and that's super key because if you get either spell portal, searing white light, or uh, the protection of Techless, it's really big but the problem yeah the problem with those smaller heroes with little unbinds is not that they're not very good at unbinding you're throwing dice so it doesn't really matter it's the fact that they've probably only got five or six wounds so realistically by the time they get to turn three unless you're doubling into three they're dead so yeah coming towards end game you have no way to stop techless at all other than you know putting a bullet in his head yeah, that's hundred percent it. Because like, if you get so if you dispel Serian White Light, the rune does. The rune's still on, great. The yeah. rune on average does better because the rune, if it gets to hit you three times, you know, three turns in a row, which it should. If it's your turn, then obviously your opponent's turn. Then you have four opportunities to roll four up, yeah. and then you should hit two of those, and then it's two D three mortal wounds, which on average is more than what you get from Serian White Light. Yeah. So the rune still. So quite often people were like, oh yeah, I'll try to spell Serene White Light, and a couple of times they stopped it, and I was like, I'm just going to tap you with the rune, and they're like, 
oh what what the fuck is this you know yeah (laughs) the thing the reason why i'd I'd prefer to dispel unbind searing white light uh and a list with maneuverability is the fact that most of the time you're going to have yeah your hammer piece in one side of the board you'll have like a a flanking or a fucking annoying piece on the other side of the board and then something on the back protecting your own home objective the rune can only hit one of those three targets where a searing white light a lot of the time can either hit all three or two so you're minimizing output by reducing the size of yeah. the aoe bubble and searing white light does have the opportunity to just instant pop a hero uh, with with yeah, the d6 does. models while and, yes and it, uh, over the weekend as well so yeah well yes the output of the the rune is probably better and more reliable than the searing white light i think it looks super good into the ko matchup because you're tapping it on boats uh where you know there might be a thousand points of someone army sitting there so it, it's tapping through everything without actually having to worry about spreading across across units um but yeah no you're you're 100 right i i don't think just taking the off searing white light means that yes you have no uh hero phase output i think protection is is the protection's biggest. the bigger one yeah i think protection is definitely mind, the biggest least. one yeah if i um, spell portal I'm... takes away a lot of flexibility of your army yeah uh, spell portal does but especially in the later turns normally push techless up and not need spell portal anyway yeah. Yeah. um but if you took off protection, I'd play it completely different, which would just totally mind fuck with what I was doing as well. Yeah, um, yeah so I got the major win against Tubby. Uh, we, I think we called it at the end of turn four because I had a secondary to gear and you were trying to kill the guys on the secondary. No, definitely. Oh, yeah, I think you won Friday to five as well. So, yeah, I'd I don't. <laughs> I was that, definitely yeah. like grinding my face against the ground. <laughs> yeah, but I felt like you did have some of Like, once I lost Teclas, I was about real squeaky bum like yeah. mm, this could hurt um i mean if you won the priority into turn three that would have been super interesting because you still yeah. had enough stuff to fuck with my army it's just did you have the movement yeah the belt um, out because i was i was like reduce, which is awesome yeah because i was quite up on objectives as yeah, well at that point. Yeah, yeah so anyway so i finished the day three major wins and i don't know how many secondaries tubby finishes the day one major win one made Loss. one major win major loss one draw did you so lose have... oh to me yeah to of you. course yeah sorry <laughs> just a slight wait up and then mitchell who i'm hoping is still on the call because he hasn't spoken for about 45 minutes still, um, yeah. i've been speaking yeah. the whole time i'm just very quiet <laughs> <laughs> it's very typical of mitch yeah uh finished the day on two losses and one win so do we want to talk about a saturday night at all it's Yum. sort of like the token thing that you do on a podcast. I right? think it's the most interesting part of the, the whole week tomorrow. Yeah, is your decisions on Saturday night. Yeah. And so play like a rock star That's... or do you play like a bitch? <laughs> so it's possible to do both. <laughs> yeah. So so there was a group chat beforehand that had the Masters players and I'm pretty sure everyone was in it, if not almost everyone. And we were all going to go do like a dinner on on the saturday night uh we're in auckland and new zealand obviously uh, auckland's like a city of two million people though so it's like it's not a small city it's a big fucking city and everyone seems to be because most of the player base is local sort of spread out and i think a few people left before we started talking about dinner and there was a whole lot of humming and hiring about are we going to do dinner are we not and then i think we we're going to do dinner with jesse but 
Jesse was going to go home and drop Bo off, and we're like, that's just too fucking difficult. We'll just go back and do dinner where we're staying, um, out the side of town that we are. So Finn was there, our boy Finn. Um, shout out Tripod. Shout out Finn. Shout uh, out Tripod. <laughs> so that was that was cool. He drove us around. We went to like a steak place that ran out of steak. Was that right? We got steak, but they were like, oh, yeah, we don't know if there's steak left for you guys. You're like, and you like had six two steaks o'clock. on your menu. What the fuck? It's six yeah. o'clock. And you, and you say you're a steakhouse with two fucking steaks, which I thought was poor, but whatever. They did um, have good beer. Yeah, they had some beer, which is good. What I did like about it is the last time I was in Auckland for a tournament, which was like four years ago or something like that, we went to that exact same venue, which was pretty cool. So there was a lot of um, reminiscing. Oh, man. That's such a, like... A lucky charm, bro. Yeah, I know, dude. Like, I have to go to. I every didn't even time. realize. Well, that's what Finn said. He goes, "Oh, we'll go to the one that we went to for Nikon back in like 2016, 2017." So, but yeah, we got we got some dinner, we had some beers. That was good. Had a good buzz on. Uh, and then when we left, we were talking about what we were going to do for the night. And Mitch made it pretty clear that he was he was keen for a quiet one. I made was, it pretty clear. Is that is that fair to say, Mitch? You were keen. Yeah, for me and Tubby were the little angel and devil on your shoulder basically pulling you in different directions oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i was just i was tired and just not not looking for a big night i wanted to get some sleep yeah i'd lost to sean so i couldn't win masters so i didn't give a fuck and i wanted to pound as much alcohol in my face as i possibly could spend time with the tripod but <laughs> yeah so that was that was the decision the dilemma i was faced with so um, yeah. Being free, you know, and I was playing on table one the next morning against a lovely Bo who doesn't drink or do anything like that. I knew would be fresh as fuck in the morning. That's uh, so annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was that was my decision. And it's not well because normally, also, like, what happens to you is you do real well day one, and then you get fucked up on Saturday night, and you can barely move your arms on Sunday morning. Yeah, you're not a strong you, hungover player for sure. Yeah. For sure. I've seen it happen a lot, yep. and it's it's, yeah. it's sad. Well, it's, I mean, it's fine, but it's tragic, you know. I'm like, yeah, yeah. To be fair, at CanCon 2020, I turned up to the table round four Sunday morning, and I couldn't speak. I'd lost my <laughs> voice because of drinking the cigarettes. So I was trying to play a game of Warhammer without being able to verbally communicate. <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare. So no, I don't think I'm a strong day two drunk or day two party i don't know going into day two when i'm hungover so i totally agree with that and I, and it was this i had this flashback because i wanted to go hang out with finn because finn had made the the effort of coming across auckland to see us and i hadn't seen finn since like pre-covid uh so i was really stoked to see him and i was keen to hang out and do that sort of thing um but at the same time i wanted to win masters and I knew exactly what the boys just said right there. It's true. Like, I needed to be sort of on my game, and I'm pretty shit when I'm hungover at Warhammer, unlike some other people. And I had this flashback to CanCon 2019 when Nick Hohen was at my nuts to come out and play Warhammer. I mean, not to play Warhammer, to come out and have a big night in Canberra. And at the time, I was 3-0, and I was like, I was playing in, like, the top sort of 10 tables the next day, and I was like, oh, I, I might have a a chance to sort of go top five, you know, maybe even a sneaky podium. And I, long story short is I didn't go out back then and I lost my next two games in the morning. I won the last one. I finished like 19th or 18th at CanCon 2019. But I got all the shit from Nick Owen because, yeah. <laughs> because I didn't go out yeah. 
trying I'm to lost, live through I, you. I had some shit times. So, but I I bowed in the end, and I decided to not bowed. I bowed out, and I went home with Mitch to the Airbnb we're staying at, which I gave a one star review to. That's a side story, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and. And yeah, and me and Mitch just had what, a couple of beers and we had a, a whiskey nightcap and a smoke and went to bed yeah. at like 10 o'clock or something like that, 10.30. Yeah, it was very, very sensible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I, I had probably more sleep that night than I had the rest of the week. And, and I don't think I've ever seen you look so sober that you did that night when we were sitting on the deck, even though you weren't completely sober. Oh, dude, I had a good it's buzz. Little... When we left yeah. the bar, I had a good yeah. buzz on, eh? Yeah. But... But then as soon as I sat down outside and had some drinks with you, I was just like, nah, I'm instantly sober, which was yeah. weird. Because I was hoping to carry that buzz on for a little bit and just go to bed a little bit fucked up instead of a lot fucked up. <laughs> no, it didn't happen. But Tubby, what did you do in the end then since me and Mitch um, stayed home? So I skived off with Finn. After the uh, after the steakhouse, and we back to Finn's place. Shout out, Finn! Shout out, Finn! For a big and, shout out, Finn! And yeah, we hung out, talked hammer. He showed me his shed with his sick setup, sick table. Drunk some gins. Uh, didn't forget to change my flexi flight the next day in the morning. No thanks I'm to fucking you. amazed by that. No thanks to you guys. I got up in the morning and seen all the messages from from you and Mitch, and I was like, "Where are my anxious friends?" Like, at the time, <laughs> and they were like home asleep, obviously. Uh, but yeah, I didn't set an alarm in the morning, so that was bad. Um, I think we pulled up maybe three a.m. End up passing out, and got back to the event miraculously. I think to everyone's shock, still absolutely charging it was something else you were pink it was awesome <laughs> i was good <laughs> yeah you were still up coming out of it <laughs> i was completely smashed still in the morning like... and then when i saw you you were walking around with two cans of huge red bulls like you're walking around with like a liter and a half of Red Bull, and I was like, "That guy is fucked. Like he's gonna be <laughs> not having a good time soon." And I went up to because we got to the venue quite early. I think maybe fifteen minutes beforehand or so. And I oh, went yeah, up to shout out to Stephen Morris for giving us a ride there both days. Yeah, and shout out to well, yeah, and his wife. Legend. And, and they stopped at the Caltex on Sunday as well, which is awesome. So we didn't even have to walk back there. But I got into the venue and I was like, "Oh, Jimmy." Tubby left with Finn last night, and I have no idea if he's turning up this morning. So... <laughs> oh man, Jimmy, what is he doing? <laughs> I was just like, yeah, just to let you know, he's MIA. And then you roll in, and it's all good. Um, but but with that being said, Mitch, you want to lead with with your day two, buddy? Yeah, yeah, sure thing. Um, so game one, well, game four. Uh, was against Ben Black with the KO, and Ben's someone who I've wanted to be able to play for a while, and so we were both sort of like the day before. Him and I both kind of shat the bed, I think. We were both a bit disappointed with our performance, so we were kind of just on this same buzz. So we're like, hopefully we get to play at some point. So I did get to play Ben, and it was awesome. We had a great game. Uh, He was KO, I was Daughters of Cain. 
Um, lots of shooting, well, not much combat, um, and it was basically he teleported over, started shooting me, I started shooting back, then he shot me some more, then I shot back, and that was basically the game, and he got away with the win in the end. Um, and yeah, I wasn't really expecting to win that one, judging by my performance that weekend. And at this point, I was starting to feel like, yeah, I just, I was not having, I was having awesome games in terms of my interactions with the person across the table for me, like 10 out of 10 would play everyone again. But in terms of me playing my army, like driving that vehicle, I was not having a good time. Start what to realize was that it again? The, Too bad? Uh, total Conquest. So this is the one yeah. where you get there's four points and you get double points if your opponent previously held it. Yeah. And yeah, and you, you got lead. And later you score an extra point. Yeah. And but like, I don't know. Like I should have won that game probably. He's got one leader in his army. It's like, yeah. I was just playing like Who shit. was it against, sorry? Ben. Ben, ben that's right. Yeah. yeah. But he played well. Um I think we both played okay. Um so yeah, at that point I was just there for just having a good time with people i wasn't too fussed about winning or losing um and a bit down on my army having just having painted it up and like spent all this time making it and then realizing oh, i don't actually like playing it it's a bit of a bummer but that's okay uh and then yeah, game bro, five it's always, oh, it's always disappointing yeah. when like your expectations aren't met and the rest of it you know yeah, um, I mean, I, you, did, you didn't pick up the army four masters, but it was your most no, recent purchase. Exactly, and that's so I, I fully get that because I was the same with the Luminaire. I was like, I bought the army, I played it four times, and I fucking hated it, and it sat on my shelf yeah. for eight months. Yeah. And then three weeks before masters, I was like, I'm going to give this another go. Yeah, 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 and that worked out pretty well for you. I think pretty what I didn't like about the fun. army was I'd only so I'd done maybe eight practice games with it all against like good players uh and the army is very like it fucks or it gets fucked like that's that's it basically there's no screens there's no resilience so if you play it wrong then it's very difficult to sort of like swing things back you don't have a lot of mid-game of like trying you know pulling little tricks out doing little sneaky things because you kind of just get pumped well i do um, so there wasn't that like enjoyment of that. And I think in my pr- practice games going up, if you do one or two games of that in a row, it's okay. Um, but getting to like game four of, I either pump my opponent or I get pumped. I was just over that. I just, that's not what I'm here for. Um, but then I got to go into game five and play Tim Lind, who was the ringer and who was the godfather of New Zealand, Age of Sigma. Yeah, and he's an awesome dude. Shout out, shout out, Tim Lynn. Yeah, and so he's another out. guy Lovely who time. I'd been, I'd been telling him all weekend of like, I want to play you. So both him and Ben all weekend, we're like, we want to play each other. Just who doesn't matter what happens, we just want to play each other because we never have before. So I got my wish for both of them on Sunday. So I was very happy about that and had an awesome yeah. game with Tim. We had Tim a great was laugh. a very, very solid opponent. I would play him. Yeah. Every day of the week. Um, what mission are we playing? It's the other new uh, one, hey, Forcing the Hand. Is that what it's called? Forcing the Hand. Yeah, yes, so that's is. the one where it, it, the person whose turn it isn't picks the primary objective. That's yeah, correct? Yeah. That's correct. And uh, Tim was playing Bone Reapers, so, you know, that's cool because I know what they do because I also play Bone Reapers. And, like, Tim's, yeah, we just had a fucking great time. 
and I managed to get a win in that one. It was probably the closest, like, it was the most pain of a game that I had all weekend, and that it wasn't clear either way at any point who was going to win. Um, you know, we both did big hits uh, in our turns and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, so I managed to get a win. How, how was that matchup, though? Because Tim was, so Tim's obviously the ringer. Yeah. And as we, as me and Tubby alluded to to our podcast last week or whatever it was, yeah. we felt like Tim brought a softer list, and Tim was like, "Yeah, I totally did. We had to tone it down yeah. um, because Tim, it didn't, because it didn't." He regretted it so hard. Yeah, yeah he probably he was so mad at Jimmy, <laughs> which is a shame because, I mean, I said it previously, and I'll say it again. I think Tim, on his own merits, could have been at Masters. He's he's yeah. had two children in like the last eighteen months, so. Yeah. That's why you can't go to events. So I will champion Timmy every day. I thought he should have brought a hard list, but I'm also not the TO, and I can say that from a position of no consequence. So <laughs> I'm happy to say that. But yeah, I, I love Timmy, and he should have just brought whatever list he wanted to. But sorry, specifically back to my question, Mitch, because obviously your army outside of Marathi is very shooty. I mean, you do have some combat snakes. Yeah, and his, and his whole yeah. thing is that like he kills you when he dies. Is that right? Is it the mortal wounds explode when he dies, or is it when yeah, you hit him? Yeah, well, when a when a, a skeleton dies on a five up, he can do a mortal wound to you. Um, so yeah, that didn't come up a lot because I was mainly shooting him. Yeah, and Murphy's just like, "Oh fuck." Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I think so. With Marathi, he got it down. She was on one wound. And I had her left on one wound, and I was like, send her in to kill a crawler to take an objective, and then that was her done. Um, how were uh, he, how were the catapults into the shitty snakes? Uh, the catapults into snakes are very, very, very good. Yeah. Um, so he didn't get a shot at the shitty snakes with them, I think. Uh, um, because I can teleport them right, so I just put them behind a big yeah. tower, right, right in the corner. Um, but I had a little unit of five stabby snakes in range of the catapults, um, which became the bait. And yeah, he just shot with one of the catapults and did like overkill them real hard. Yeah. yeah. So and then they're what? Like, bravery seven, right? On shooty snakes? They're bravery nothing when they're dead. Yeah, yeah. bravery nothing when they're dead. Yeah. 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 He didn't even use, have to use the other things because they got a five up save. Yeah. You don't have to with a five up save, I don't think. Um, and then, yeah, so I killed one pretty quickly, and the other one, I think it, I can't remember what he shot at, but I think it just kind of whiffed a bit, and then I killed it with Marathi. Um, Tim probably, like, if Tim had had more time lately to practice, like we just said, he's got two young kids, he doesn't get to play a lot, and there are a few rules which he wasn't, he was doing, he wasn't doing himself any favour by playing the rules slightly wrong, so he's yeah. not getting it quite right, not bragging on Timmy, Timmy's awesome. But he wasn't doing it in like a way that makes it better for him. He was like playing work, like his rules that he was playing were worse than the actual rules, if that makes sense. Um, so that came up a couple of times where it's like, oh no, you you can do that. And he's like, oh, okay, sweet. That's awesome. I wish I'd known that the last four games, that sort of thing. So he probably would have done better if he had pro- had the list he wanted to run and was had a bit more practice with it, I guess. Um, yeah. He would have been doing well. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, it was an awesome time to like, yeah, cap up my weekend of games. 
as I kind of said before, all my interactions were amazing. I got to play so many cool people, um, four of them being new opponents for me. Uh, I just kind of wish I'd brought a different list, not to get any other outcome out of the games, but just to have more fun playing it. Like, I wish I'd brought my Skaven or OBR yeah, fair. in retrospect. And it would have been the last run for your yeah. uh, my little pony list, right? Exactly so right. I was wondering if you would up. do it. Well, yeah, I thought, but I was just like, I've just painted the Snake Army, so yeah. I should run it at a tournament. But yeah, I wish I did take my Nagash list, because now it's 2,005 points, which yeah. is so annoying. Real shit. So annoying. Yeah. It's but I've just funny. brought Cat across, so we'll do something there. Yeah. He'll be back. I'd like, Nagash. I know in my list, I put in a certain artifact on my boat purely for the daughter's list with the shitty snakes and yeah. zinch and there was no zinch that went and i yeah. never played you so i was like well that was a pain in the ass yeah and the other guy so jonathan from dunedin he had a very similar list to me yeah and i also had some real good chats with him he's an awesome dude shout out to jonathan if you're listening um Shout-out so we jonathan. were kind of swapping war stories um i think he kind of he had a stronger start than me but we both mm-hmm. ended up on two and three two yeah right next to each other right yeah so he did a bit better than me um but yeah so it's like what we kind of went over was like yeah there's some really strong stuff in that snakes and stuff but not the way we were playing it yeah i don't think yeah um which is good it's good to find out and it's still a cool army of like you know 40 snakes that's good for just gaming in general what did you find did you find that um, you were too reliant on Marathi as as a piece and the and the shooty snakes where you're missing uh, like the overall like the huge aura buff that something like a cauldron gives you plus uh, the the buff flexibility of like a hag is that is that what yeah. you mean or, or is it not having a throwaway unit like a unit of harpies or I guess it's hard to say because I haven't played any other daughters of Cain lists yeah because um, originally yeah. that's my my what I see when I look at um, those pure yeah, snake lists. You're probably right. The thing I missed the most based on my other games from playing Skaven probably mainly is having screens. Like yeah. having no screens is really tough. Um, Super low and, drop. And what I missed about, so from playing OBR was OBR had good armor saves or decent armor saves. So I kind of missed that. So a bit of resilience and screening is probably what I need more in my armies. Um, yeah, if so I was pretty- real, if I was like a human calculator like Jimmy Page and could just know exactly like 40 shots will kill this or they won't kill that, yeah. then you could probably do a lot better with that list that I had. Because, but if you don't know what it can, what, uh, yeah, if, if you if you misjudge it, then you get fucked pretty quick. Yeah. So, like, as sort of like a blanket statement, I guess, like not having enough experience with the list maybe made you overestimate your output yeah and then definitely. not having something like a just a basic hag queen on cauldron to give a plus one save probably made yeah. your army feel a bit fragile yes that's that's probably fair no yeah problem. that's totally fair yeah but i chose the right battalion uh because yeah. there's about 500 battle shots oh, that <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I, I, I do, I do I remember hearing tim say so, something about yeah. battle shock in your game to be fair, yeah. Uh, every game, Battleshocks kept me in the game for an extra turn at least, and <laughs> I didn't have to go a second. Well, I got to choose every matchup I had, so I was right, Tubby. You're wrong. 
I was just wrong about everything else. But <laughs> <laughs> right. you can, can't win them all. All right then. So, Tubby, do you want to recap your day two, my friend? Yeah, man. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, first game day two was the other KO player. I played uh, Liam that Sean played in yep. the first game. Um, and his list was very much more like your standard, oh, not quite standard, but your net listy sort of, you know, spell in the bottle with Warp Lightning Vortex, uh, some floaty boats with some floaty boys, very minimal Arcanaut battle line, uh, super, if you let it take first turn and play its game, it's just going to fucking delete you. Uh, or take second and get a double, which is going to delete you. Uh, which, honestly, I'm pretty happy to play into with my list. I feel pretty confident playing into uh, KO with my KO. I feel like it's pretty good uh, counter matchup in the mirror match. Um, the only thing that could have made it a little bit sketchy was maybe the fact that I could not see 12 inches on my tape measure because I was still like completely fucked. Um, but no. Nah. Uh, the game was, uh, what's the first one? Forcing the hand or total conquest? Total conquest, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, total first conquest total round conquest. four. Yeah, and cool. then forcing the hand round five. Sweet, which was really big for uh, that matchup. It meant that I could just screen off uh, my backboard uh, with Arcanauts and I could put my boats uh, in the corner. So something I like to do is instead of just shoving my ironclad in the corner i like to i know there's a picture online on on dan street's uh, page because he took a photo in the morning uh, of my ironclad uh, with the gun hauler within three but then all of my thunderers all of my heroes are actually outside of the boat within six of the boat so say he managed to get the uh, everblaze comet off and it got in range of the boat he doesn't actually hit fuck all all he hits is my boat uh, or the warp lightning vortex would get further back in my lines, it's fine because it wouldn't actually hit uh, anything that would normally be super tanky inside the boat uh, because it's out of range because it's not just hitting the boat base. You need to go past the boat base and all the way across that six-inch garrison range and, and hit those guys. So, um, so yeah, he took first turn and uh, his first turn basically flopped. He didn't really kill anything. He killed maybe... 10, 15 Arconauts. Um, everything I said range, it's all screened. Um, and I had a huge first turn. I took off fucking everything, killed the Exorcist, one go, two popped him with drill cannons, which was like amazing. He was sitting in terrain. Uh, and Dan's standing there watching my game, and I'm staggering around, and I was like, bro, it'd be dope if I roll a six here. One six, three mortal wounds. Bro, how cool would it be if I did it again? Roll the dice, another six, take that fucking dickhead off. There goes 190 points. And he's just shaking his head. He's like, what the fuck am I <laughs> watching so right now? <laughs> um, but yeah, huge first turn. I score massive. I take pretty much all of the scoring bodies off the board. Um, sort of leave him with the ironclad. Two gun haulers and maybe like two Arcanauts. The rest of it's all dead. Um, and the game, honestly, it just... I just fell away from there. Like at that point, he can't pick his inner spells off the board and throw him where he wants him. He's lost an endless spell plus a hero in the Exorcist. Um, there's no way you can actually kill my heroes that are inside the boat. Realistically, they're way too tough. Uh, 
I just walk with the game from there. So one uh, quite cool thing here is I questioned Jimmy uh, the night before the event on scoring uh, Total Conquest when you're garrisoned inside a boat. Um, so importantly, the wording on the boat is that a leader, uh, a model in garrison doesn't count towards controlling an objective. But the wording for Total Conquest is if there's a leader model within six inches, uh, you score an extra point. So no, they don't count as uh, controlling the objective, but there is still a leader model. Rules is written within six inches of the objective. So um, I don't know how other people want to rule that in future, but there's actually not an FAQ for it. Um, and I think, honestly, if you look at the way that it's written, it's perfectly fine, whether that's how it's supposed to be uh, perceived. I don't I don't know. If like that's how they've intended to do it, I don't know. Um, I think you're right. It's probably not the intention, but you can I don't, do it. Yeah, I don't think it's the intention, but yeah. there's, like, if you look, <laughs> yeah, if you put them next to each other, there's yeah. no argument there. They, like, they should count. Yeah. Um, and there's sense. so many other things in the game that are, like, I like that. Yeah. So whatever, like pink horrors splitting to battle shock, like you know, there's yeah, there's certain things. absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so probably if you're playing KO and total conquests in the pack, probably a good one to uh, get the TO 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 have a look at. But if you put the two rules next to each other, you should make a pretty good argument uh, where they sh should rule it correctly, which is I think how Jimmy did it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that game was completely my control from 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 turn one and uh, I scored both of my secondaries and denied him both of his secondaries. Um, Liam was really cool. So we talked we, about... Keep, keep going, sorry. Uh, I said Liam was really cool. Uh, we talked about KO quite a bit after and um, sort of the differences between engine riggers and uh, thunderers and the advantages that thunderers had over engine riggers. Um, it was pretty stark when you put our two lists together and I immediately kill... Uh, a lot of points with a threat because it's sitting on the outside of the boat whereas he couldn't touch my threat because it's inside the boat um, while you can target them they're super fucking hard to deal with inside the boat um, and so yeah we, we we worked on some lists i quite like the combo he has with the the exorcist with the everblaze i think he needs to take the encanter with the everblaze uh, and then the chemist with uh the warp lightning vortex i think the only the thing i pointed out to him most was that if you're taking something like that, it's going to force somebody else's army to pull apart to spread so that your AoE mortal wounds aren't hitting everything. So what you want is you want an army that can uh, really capitalize on the fact that you're making them spread, right? So you want something that just pulls hard, you know, they go hard in one corner, hard in the other corner, and maybe one in the middle. You want an army that can go over to one corner, delete it, not be worried about the repercussions, be able to screen itself so they're not going to follow up and, and, and slap you for it. And now you've taken off a third of the army with no real uh, downside, I guess. And you can leave the spells on the other side. And then rinse and repeat and do that through the turns. Um, which was a cool discussion between between me and Liam. And I hope he took a list out of it or took some ideas and sort of seen my thought process. Not that it's right, but I thought it was a quite a good way to look at how to play a style of list that he obviously enjoys. So would you just say yours was a better KO list? Is that what I'm hearing? At the event? Well, between you and Liam, at least. I th think 
it really because I think I think it was, but I, that's just me. Like I, th- I think it was the best KO list at the event. Like I loved my KO list. I think it's fantastic. Um, I think more than anything, it just highlighted like how much better Ten Thunder is is than six Indian riggers because like six Indian riggers is fucking twelve wounds with a four up save, whereas uh, Ten Thunder is not only gets a gold but it's uh, twenty wounds with a three up save that's minus one hit when it's inside of a boat. It's so much harder to deal with. Um, I think Indian riggers are best left. MSU like I've done in my list so yeah I, I guess you could say I think my list is a lot more optimized than uh, the loadouts and the the unit selection that he took in his list okay then yeah cool um, so your game game five buddy yeah. so at the moment you're what two I'm, wins a draw and a loss so I'm and... two major wins with max secondaries max denies I'm a loss uh, sorry, a, a loss, yep, with one secondary, I think, and no denies, and then a draw, which is obviously equal on all, all terms. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So what are you thinking going into round five? Are you thinking... I, I'll just need my desk and hope that yeah, it's coming out the my podcast. Wobble around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I just fucking plowed my knee into my desk and fucked it all up, but yeah. Are you... So I'm thinking, thinking I can yeah. go... I, I can pull a third place, like... Unless Bo loses, there's yeah. unless Bo loses or Stefan wins, there's no way that a third place is out of reach. So and, even with a big night under your belt, you're still thinking you can oh, slide in and do okay. something. Yeah, I know like very few things, but one thing I do know is I play fucking fantastic Warhammer when I'm drunk or hungover. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. It's no fear. <laughs> okay. So you, you're still trying to win. All right. Let's let's go round five, Tubby. So uh, round five, uh, I played Bartosh with his Beast of Chaos. Um, so realistically, looking at the game there, I've got a really easy game five uh, army matchup wise. Normally, I was I was talking to Bartosh about it, and I said, I think. Beast of Chaos as a, as a one-drop or a two-drop list is actually fantastic into KO. Um, if you're just you know spamming MSU units, you're flooding the board, you're making it hard for them to get anywhere and score. Um, but in this instance, Bartosh had 480 points of a Mega Gargan in his list, uh, so much less worried about that matchup. Um, and even though he outdrops me, it's... It's kind of fine. Like he's not going to take first turn and flood the board, because uh, I'll just take his take his army off in the return, because he's essentially missing 500 points of uh, bullshit that he can shove on objectives, which in Beast of Chaos is quite a lot. Um, and that's basically how the game went. Like he gave me first turn, I literally killed everything that was on the board, uh, except for like a Bray Shaman and a unit of Gore and uh, the Mega Gargant. Uh, I put my Arcanauts too close to Mega Gargan. I thought it was 11 inches away. It turned out I was 9 inches away. Uh, that's just me being bad at Hammer. He got his Gargan in. Took my, my Arcanauts off, which is kind of rough. Um, and then, yeah, you know, can't get into the boat, obviously, because the 9-inch charge is at 18 against me. Uh, he can fight on the other side of the board, but Arcanauts are so resilient, it doesn't really matter. Uh, the best score didn't even really get through 10 Arcanauts. Um, oh, sorry, 20 Arcanauts. 
Uh, and yeah, he doubled me one into two. He got the mega gargan into my ironclad because uh, that little misplay. Um, but fucking uh, ironclad with reroll saves is so fucking hard to deal with. It's not even funny. Um, I think he did like eight damage to the ironclad with the mega gargan and ten best to get all best beefed up. Um, and then yeah, I doubled him two into three and just took his entire army off leg on the gargan. Um, disengaged, just got everything out of combat they didn't want to be in combat and just sort of wiped, hosed all the goats off the board um, the, the minus one bubble to, to, to bravery from my army was actually really good in, um, in this matchup because I could just sort of spray, you know, five shots here five shots there, five shots there and just run guys within six and and really fuck with his bravery um, shoot all his heroes off so he doesn't have any any inspiring presence and and yeah it was um, it was a slow going game, but I just knew I'd just get up early, don't let them score too hard. Um, shouldn't really, shouldn't really lose those, and we didn't. So uh, we took major win there. All of my secondaries, and uh, I denied all of his secondaries, um, and it was fucking such a pretty table. <laughs> to be honest, it was um, Bartosz's army is look amazingly painted, uh, and then. Like, I love my army, obviously, because Sloane's painted it. Um, but between that table and, and the Bartosz versus Bo table, there was some pretty fucking sexy armies floating around. It was it was definitely a picture for um <clears throat> for Twitter, which I didn't take, obviously. Yeah, no, I, I agree. His army does look good. Mm. And as is yours. Um, so that was, that was a nice way to end it, I guess. So you went... Three major wins, a draw, and a loss. Yeah. And so, importantly, I scored, like, max secondaries you possibly can. Yeah, I didn't drop much. I dropped uh, I dropped a secondary and two denies in the game against you. Uh, and then that was all I dropped all weekend. Um, uh, apart from, the, you know, the draws, obviously. I scored both, didn't deny any. Really important going towards the standings at the end of the day. So, feeling pretty comfortable. Pretty happy. How was your game four, bro? Good shit, dude. You just caught me in the middle of a drink. You're right. <laughs> so, game four against against Bo, who is the IDNF deep game player, and probably a lot of people's pick to win the tournament beforehand. I know we spoke about him. Um, I know the honest war gamers spoke about him too. Mitch probably agreed. Great list, great know. guy. Don't. You know, I don't want to speak for you, Mitch, but was Bo your favourite or one of your favourites to win prior to the tournament? Sweet Mitch has just messaged me on Facebook. So he's just gone away as soon as I've asked him a question. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so yeah, I'm playing, I'm playing Bo and Total Conquest, which is the, you know, you score if your opponent holds the objective, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so we deploy. Uh, oh, actually, one thing that Bo said to me at the start of the game, which I think I should just put on the podcast, is that the last time me and Bo played, I'm pretty sure we played Total Conquest, if not something similar to it, at Call to Arms when I was playing my shirt cast. And I won the game, but I talked a lot of shit to him <laughs> during that game. Like, a lot of shit. And at the start of the game, he was just like, look, if you talk that much shit to me, I'm just going to like concede and walk away. And I was like, well, I'm not having that, because I don't want to win that way. And I don't want to upset my opponent. 
because uh, I do sometimes I do banter on the table and I especially banter with people I know and I feel like I can banter too. So like I bantered to Tubby a whole lot in uh, game three because I, I knew he'd be fine. Um, and then Bo was just like, yeah, nah, I'm not having that. And I was like, yep, fair enough. He Let's... was right next to us too, so we probably heard that game. Oh, dude, he possibly. Was like, Sean is in fine form and he's going <laughs> to just go yeah. at me. <laughs> yeah, so so that was good. That was a good tone setter. So, um, uh, and I said to Bo, I was like, I'm so glad he told me that because I don't want to, first of all, I don't want my opponent to have a shitty game. And if I've like overstepped the line, I want to know about it as well. Because as much as I want to win, I don't want to be that fucking arsehole who just shit talks his opponents and then makes them have the worst time. So I was glad Bo called me up on that pretty early um, in the game. And then we went on to have a, a, a fine game, um, I think we'd both say. I mean, it was better for me than him, but that's kind of to the end. So we deploy. We're only 18 inches away. I... I pretty much always want to go first with my army because of the buffs and what it can do in the first turn and spread out on the board and the rest of it. Sort of control the narrative of the game. Was there any games where you didn't take first? No, I took first every turn. Yeah. Every game, sorry. But this game I considered not taking first because I felt like I'd wrapped Teclas well enough, but my Kefla would have died, which is an annoyance. Um, and it crossed my mind for about two seconds, and then I quickly measured his his army and I was like I could drop the rune on top of his army and just hit like his whole army plus plus sorry I just need to sneeze plus a serene white light like I could hit his army pretty hard before it even starts the game and uh, so I took the turn and I and I did that and I put a serene white light through the portal and it really didn't do a whole lot to be honest I think it did about four wounds collectively but I dropped the rune on his army and the rune hit everyone but three defensive eels and Voltunus. And that really fucked him up, man. That mm. was um he was not happy by it. He lost more bodies than what he was expecting. So I was happy about that. Every time that you can upset your opponent's game plan is is a win, you know? And and he said that to me, he's like, I have to play this game differently now when he started his turn, which I was quite happy about. Um so I do my spells, I buff, I teleport my 20 block in the middle and put them sort of bang on in the middle of the board as bait for him to charge into because they're ethereal. Because I was thinking, well, if he charges that, then that's fine. Um, I go and score one objective out to the side, including my home base. So I score three points because I have a, a hero there. Um, I put out like the token screen at the back of my board, which was just 10 wardens and they were in shiny. They were all separated, like just his own out maximum board. Um, by the time his turn started, so he put... Both his soul scryers and a unit of six attacky eels in the sea. And yes, I will keep referring to them as attacky eels because I don't know what their proper name are. I don't know if it's Morsar or Achillean. I don't know what they are. <laughs> Do you know, Tubby? Yeah, Morsar. Ishlay and other defensive ones. But like everyone knows attacky and offense and defense and tanky. Yeah, so well, that's it. That. That's <laughs> it. So he had everything on the board, which was. Volturnus, uh, six Morsa, and then three units of three Ishlayan, and then the, the turtle, Levidon, whatever it's called. And yeah, then the two Soul Scryers and six Morsa off the board. And when his turn start, well, when he got into his movement phase, because we're in a tap and three turns, I think the unit of six Morsa had lost two eels. 
And I think all units of the Ishlain had lost one eel and one unit, I think, had lost two and Voltimus had took nothing. And I think the Leviathan, the turtle, had taken about five wounds. So, and his army really doesn't have a lot of bodies in it when it's no. on the board. It's really no. quite small. It relies purely on output and yeah. super tanky. Yeah, exactly. So, he got, and my cat's just jumped up on my desk. So, if you've heard a noise, that's her. Um, so then he retaliates and he goes out and scores the point that I was scoring because I only had about five bodies on it and he got six on it, which was good for him. And then he brings on his soul scrolls. He brings on one to score the back objective and then he brings another one up closer to my like token screen with his six Morsa. And he charges his six Morsa into my screen, which is my... Um, well, he charges it just beyond my screen because he gets plus six in charge. So, you know, he's always going to make it. Uh, so he charged 10 Sentinels that were in Shiny and 10 Wardens. And these guys were sort of on the outskirts of protecting my center objective. And my center objective really only had Teclas on it and like, I don't know, maybe six or seven Sentinels across three different units. There's so no he, way four more Sar takes that off though. Yeah, but that was spread out across different units. So that and no, this isn't the four more side, this is six oh, more side. Yeah, so the four more side just went and scored an objective, they didn't even charge. Um, so the six more side went into ten sentinels and ten wardens along with his soul scryer. And he blew he uses mortal wound load against my wardens, which I was really surprised about. I was like, fuck, he's already using his mortal wounds. He must be quite he must he must feel like he needs this, right? He he feels like he's on the back foot. And he killed like two dudes he rolled really poor and then he went into rolling the attacks against my dudes and he killed all but one sentinel so he killed nine sentinels and he killed i think two wardens so i think in total he's killed five or four wardens and nine sentinels now luckily for me and this is just dumb luck that last sentinel was in range of the kafala so i could just ignore the battle shock and a two up which is what i did and the Sentinels, no one, I think two dudes ran, but they were still in combat with him, which was the important thing. Yeah. So at the bottom of turn one, he's scoring four points because he took one of them off me. He's controlling a good amount of the board, but he doesn't have a lot of models on the objectives. Um, so he's he's def- I'm definitely on the defensive, but I still have like 60 plus bodies to his... I don't know, it felt like 18 bodies, maybe. It's, yeah, it's probably more than that, but it's not a lot today. It's not a lot. Uh, and then we dice off for priority, and he wins the priority. And he decides... So Bo's six uh, Morsar are still in combat with one Sentinel and about four Wardens, five Wardens. And what he decides is he's going to retreat them onto my my home base objective. And he's going to score it, because as I said, I had like techless and seven dudes on it from three different units and he's just killed one of those units so i have like four dudes on it maybe because mm-hmm. I, I didn't i defended around it but i didn't defend on top of it a yep. whole lot so i left him a gap i left him this like perfect about nine inch gap between the two units that he could fit into so he jumped on it and my secondary in this was to hold my home base for two consecutive turns so this was like blocking my secondary as well which is good for him um and the big thing here is that he couldn't kill those models so he can't retreat and charge because if he could retreat and charge he would have plowed into Teclas and he would have hurt Teclas. yeah 
uh, I was keeping a CP because I wanted to double, you know, two plus save techless if I could. But he didn't kill him and he can't retreat shield. So he retreated out, jumped on my secondary. And, he, and the story of turn two is that his Leviathan went into some Sentinels, killed a bunch of Sentinels, and then um, he scored all the points. And he was getting, a, he got a lot of bonuses in turn two because he had two heroes yeah, on objectives. two different objectives. And then he took one of mine. So he would have, what's that? So that's four, six, seven points. Is that right? Took two of yours plus two heroes on the objective? No, he took one of mine and then plus two heroes on other objectives. So it's yeah. four points. Yeah, it's probably like seven points. Yeah. yeah. But at this point, I think it's 11 free to him at the end yeah. of his turn two. So going into the start of my turn two. Sorry, I just need a drink. I'm going to put saliva. So he's 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 way up. But yeah, he's way up. Yet to play your turn out. Yeah, he's... And then he's, he's, on, he's not on for the double into three anymore. So you're on for the double into three. Which correct. is a good position into IDNF game. Yeah, correct. So I was a little bummed to lose a priority role because... I felt like I could have killed. Yeah, I felt like I could have killed a whole bunch of shit just then. But because the the real crux thing of the game was that he didn't kill that unit on the charge, so he couldn't just charge again. Because if he charged again, he would have killed. I don't think he would have killed Teclas because he killed Mortal Wounds, but he would have come close to it. But he probably would have killed like the 10 Sentinels next to Teclas as well, which would have meant that I don't have many units left. Yeah. So. Anywho, um, and then I go into my turn two, and like people were watching this game because we were up the top, and like um, Dan Shorts was around, and Jimmy kept coming around to have a look and stuff like that. And I was pretty, I was pretty sweet at this point, to be honest. Like mentally, I was just like, you know, this isn't too bad. He's well ahead on points, but I'll win on like turn four if if I have to. It's not an issue. Uh, so I dispelled a rune and then I drop it on a six more star as well and his turtle because his turtle's right next to it and one of the soul scrolls because they're all bunched up so that's awesome for me. I Syrian white light him. I don't even think I put it for a spell board. I can't remember. No, I did because I hit Volturnus and Volturnus was on his starting objective like holding it. Um, but I, foolishly, I guess, if I'm going to critique Bo, it wasn't standing on the middle of the objective so i could no, so i teleported on it later on the game not yeah. within three inches yeah. yeah yeah so he was like almost five inches from the objective because yeah. he because you know he's still playing for turn three at this point so i think he was trying to get volturnus scoring the objective while being as close to his army as he could yeah so that if he does get that turn three priority he jumps volturnus over and then he can you know make him all do a million attacks each um and i'm pretty sure that's what he was thinking but Anyway, so turn two, he's in my 18-inch kill box, and I just, like, blow his army up at this point, to be honest. Like, it's... I do a lot of damage to him. Um, I chip away at his six Morsar. I killed a Soul Scryer. I befuddled a turtle and make it roll against its bravery, and I degrade its bravery, so he has strong on, like, bravery five. Um, I... Get a good emotional transference or something in this point? Yeah, I do. I do. So on the first objective I took, which he took off me in his first turn, I had my 20 block there, but there was only five dudes on it. So I spent a Hisham to make him move around a corner. And he's only got six seals on it. I've got 20 dudes. And um, and I charge him. And I drop my 
my once per game lantern from my warden, which is top doing mortal wounds, and I kill a dude, but then he blows his mortal wounds into me, which kills a bunch of dudes, and then I fight and I kill his defensive eels that are on there, and then I think I kill one Morsa, so he's got three Morsa left, and then Morsa come into me, and they actually did pretty well. I think I was outside of Teclas's bubble at this point. That makes sense. Can't quite recall. But I'm pretty sure he killed nine of them, he, or or like seven. He killed a good chunk of them. Yeah. But I was making sure that the Kafla was in range, and then I transferred to his to the remainder of his Morsar, and then his Morsar just better. He rolled a one on the battle shock, but it was like one plus the seven he killed on mine plus the one he'd lost or something like that. Yep. So he was already at like a plus nine against his bravery seven or six or something like that, and then the remaining three just ran. So. Oh, good. I clear, yeah, I cleared up that objective. That was, it was really, really good. I killed one dude because I was just enough to trigger a battle shot. But I'm pretty sure he killed like nine or so because we didn't even do the master. I was like, transferring. He's like, I roll one, and I'm like, it still runs. And he was like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So whereas still I feel like if he only killed seven, I felt like we might have done the mess. But I, yeah. Um, so I scored my point back, and because I took it off him, and I had a hero there, that's worth three points. And then I scored a side one, which I just mentioned. So that was two points because I took it off him. So it's five points. So he's still winning 11-8 at this point. But then we go into the double and I win 10-3. Um, and at this point, I just sort of take the rest of his army off. Um, I teleport some wardens to the objective that's just been held by a soul scroll. And a soul scroll is actually on the center of the objective. So I can't just take it. I have to charge him. And I think I failed a charge in turn three. Um, and at the end of my turn three, all he had left on the board was Zoltunas, who had taken about four wounds at this point. A turtle with like two wounds left, I think it was, but he was also had to roll against his bravery. Um, and then once I was growing, so it was well in control. And I think I just pulled ahead by about two points at this turn, but he had three units to the majority. Uh, yeah, of my it doesn't army. matter at that point, does it? Yeah, so, yeah, we played. We played his bottom of turn three. His turtle didn't do anything because he had to roll a lower than his lower or equal to his bravery. And he failed when he wanted to charge. Um, and then I won turn four priority. And I just said, do you want to call it there? And he was like, do you have any secondaries to play for? And I said, yeah, I've got to kill for Alternus. And he said, well, I'm not going to give you a free secondary masters. And I was like, that's fair. And then I just teleported some sentinels over and just shot off Alternus in a turn. And just we called it at that point. So... I wasn't very confident going into that matchup, especially on that mission. I didn't like the mission. And Bo said what he was trying to do is he was trying to score all the objectives and just win on the objectives, you know, over the first three turns, which I think he was well on his way to doing because he was like 11 points to my three pretty quickly, you know, like he was up and he was scoring. But yeah. when his army's on the board, yeah, it's intimidating. But every time you kill a meal and when you have an endless spell like the rune, yeah, that, that just seems to like... So I put the rune out on, on him in two different places. And in the first... And when I dropped it on him in the first turn, it hit him three times before he got to move. Every time I rolled, it was like four up. Yep. D3 mortal wounds. Sick. Oh, three mortal wounds. You know, like I'd roll a five or a six. And it was just... Like, it was slapping him. And the yeah. rest of it did do stuff. It didn't do as much. But the first three times I rolled on it, it just fucking nailed his army. Yeah. I found that the I next really don't like uh, spells. Like outside of Volti, obviously has the spell save, but the army itself is Even low model. Fights, yeah, low, amazing. Low model count, uh, decent wounds, but good saves. And 
the army relies around not being able to shoot whatever you want um, and spells obviously get around that but more the fact that bow's list revolves so hard around uh, those three Ishlayan and the turtle being so fucking invincible and tanky that there's so many points put into that that if you completely just get around it by just doing mortals or uh, uh, throwing spells at them I think you really starting to counter some of the big strengths of his army and like the other thing is yeah we talked about this quite a bit on on one of the previous podcasts on how we thought this matchup would go i think one of the other nice quite quite nice things is that yeah his army is super mobile uh and defensive but you know obviously you get around the defensive thing the other thing is that because he's so mobile he's coming to you you kind of want to stay and bubble and castle and move up around around techless like that so it's not actually the end of the world um yeah, with the minuses to hit like he's going to come in and he's going to hit you and it's going to hurt but realistically you're minus one to hit you got a five up after save you can have a two up armor save if you want or you can be ethereal like it's even though he's coming into you and he's on the offense and it's he's playing his game plan i think your game plan into into that is actually is actually better off I think it's probably as close to a, maybe a, a counter matchup or a good matchup, especially into that um, that turtle centric list that that we see. Yeah, yeah dude, I wasn't that turtle. That turtle can go <laughs> get die in the in sea. A yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just throw it in the sea. Yeah, uh, I have a message from Bo. He'd like to say something. Uh, Bo would like to say that everyone at the tournament was awesome and he had a really good time. And that also that all tournaments should provide hell pizza. Oh yeah, the hell's pizza. I guess we forgot to shout that out, but we'll yeah. we'll do it at the end. We'll do it on our like event recap section, I guess, which we are now doing because I've just said that. Uh, so yeah, beforehand I don't think I favoured the matchup, but after playing it, I would happily take that matchup again. To be honest, yeah. the his army hits on freeze, and the minus one fucks him. Um, I never got a double turn of him pumping me hard. Mm-hmm. And because he went into me early without Voltunus doing like plus three attacks to every unit profile, yeah. it felt real moderate. You know, it felt fine. Yeah. It felt like when I was playing Eels two years ago on my Stormcast list, um, where you'd be like, oh, this is real close. But every other time I played Bow, he's just like, just goes in combat and I'm just like, I'll just take it off, bro. Just, like, you're just going to steamroll me. Shits on it. Yeah. Yeah. And even. I mean, I didn't win the turn free priority, so he could have definitely put some stuff into me and hurt me, but I total eclipsed it, so he, he was only going to get be able to spend, you know, he's only going to get one attack out because he only had free CP. Yeah. And so there was that sort of defensive play in it too, but it was, um, it was, it just doesn't have a lot of bodies, man. And like, everyone keeps saying to me, I have so many bodies because I have 70 infantry and then two heroes, so I've got 72 bodies. My my list is like 95 wounds. It's not a lot of wounds. No. Uh, like, I'm looking at Bo's list, and it's 118 wounds. As, yeah. Like, as I'm looking at it, so he's got like 20 plus more wounds than me. But at the same time, he's got like no after saves, and yes, it's really resilient. And, and exactly what you said, Toby, is that like, his army sticks around, but my army just does mortal wounds and doesn't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. the Sentinels didn't do a whole lot. They, yes, they shot off Voltunus at the end because literally Voltunus was one of the two models left on the board. Uh, the Wardens only killed stuff by rolling five ups into into his models. And also, like, the Warden Champion, who has the once per game 2 plus D3 model wounds, 
and then the spells it was really the spells that did all the damage and the endless spell the rune just especially when the rune when i cast it on him in turn two and i went two into three into the double it hit him five times before he got to move yeah and i didn't roll that good on those five attempts but like but it's still it's five opportunities to do d3 mortal wounds to like three units that were around him yeah you know so it's which his army hates like it fucking hates so i think like yeah uh, speaking a little bit more into bow's list like yes it doesn't have a lot of bodies uh but because it's such high drop a lot of people will just make it go first seeing as that they didn't want to give up the opportunity to be doubled from two into three but i think that what that does is it gives them the opportunity to get on the objective screen three inches in front of them or or sit three inches up from the base of the objective so it means that if you want to go back and contest that objective you have to contest into the eels which are obviously not going to hurt uh, but they're going to put a little bit of output into you if, if not a little bit more uh, so you're kind of the stuff that's already sitting on the objectives is resilient it gets to screen first before you get to get in there and the other stuff that's a bigger unit is actually coming in and clearing off units that are already like positioned on objectives um one of the things i found from i played quite a few test games into into bow's list um purely because it is like a super hard counter to ko uh with the the, the turtle based build is that if you come within 18 inches of the board edge in which the turtle is closest to uh you're going to get fucked what you need to do playing into the list is stay 18 inches away from that board edge which the turtle is closest to uh, so that now he has to start charging on from the sides and into you and yes he probably will make it and that's fine uh but the problem with that is playing a shooting list what happens is if you let him come on on the edge that the turtle's on he comes in he charges he charges into you, hits you, but the issue is he charges with the Ishlayan as well from the side, and they come through, so they become the closest models. So now you can't actually shoot the Morsar, even though, yes, they're in turtle range, they're, they're shielded by the Ishlayan on the side. If you stay outside of 18 inches of that backboard edge, uh, which which he controls, which his castle is closest to, the Morsar now start coming from the, the undefended side and start charging into the turtle buff which, yes, they'll get the turtle buff, but it's far harder to screen them from the shooting with the Ishlian. That's genius, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've played this fucking matchup a lot, and yeah. I feel like I had it down-packed on how to beat Bo's list with my KO, and that was how you did it. So now now it doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck. We can play at Nikon. Who cares? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's 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 how you make those more star available to you because the Ishlian... They're real fast. They do okay damage, but realistically, it's it's piss all. You don't really care. It's the more so you're scared of coming in and charging into you. Issues actually being able to get the output into them, and that's how you do it. Yeah, and I've played bow a lot. I've played that list a lot, and that sounds like exactly what you want to do going yeah. into that. Yeah, good chat. Yeah, and I was thinking that beforehand because you mentioned it to me, but just in that mission, I couldn't because the objectives are twelve inches on. So, yeah, I don't think it like, if, though, I, if I was if I was scoring one, and even if I was like pushed to the middle of the board, he's still within twelve. So, but no, it didn't matter. It's a short no because he he went on the aggressive. 
excuse me, he went on the aggression and he came into me and it and it didn't work and um and that's really what cost him the game. Yeah. Had he killed those two units when he came into me, it would have been a different game. Yeah. Um, but I still think I would have won that game to be honest, yeah. because of like I mean, I don't know, because if he kills that unit, then maybe he plays the rest of the game completely different. So, you know, maybe he charges me with his Morsar on the other side as well into the other block. Instead of me charging him, I'm not entirely sure. It's um, a really interesting matchup. But, yeah. yeah, like, I was, I felt not as confident going into it, but after it, I'm like, okay, I feel like I can dismantle this army. And I feel like if he played me, it would be the same. He would do shit differently. Um, the rune just really fucked up all his plans because that rune by itself killed like six eels before he even got to move, which is like a third of his army. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, sick four. Yeah, so, so four wins, man. Like four, four big fat wins. So at this point in time, I was the only four and zero player because there'd been a draw. So if there hadn't been a draw between Tubby and Steven, there would have been you know another possible 04 player out there uh so at this point i felt like it was my tournament to lose like i just felt like i had to defend a lead which is sort of what i've been doing all tournament with the way i've been playing my army so i, was, I felt all right about that so going into round five i played steven who was tubby's first round opponent and yeah. uh chauffeur for the mornings as well so shout out steven again thank you very much um shout out your wife as well she's cool um and we played Forcing the hand, I believe it is. Yeah, the six objectives you pick one, yeah. blah blah blah. And he was playing Thunder Lizards, and I have played New Seraphon once before, and that was about <laughs> a year ago on Tabletop Simulator. So I was like, oh fuck, I might not know how to play this army, which turns out I don't. Um, but Steven's army was in the nicest way suboptimal, and I think he'll admit it too. Yeah. Uh, it's not a Fangs of Sotek, it's a Thunder Lizards list. He has uh, Croak, and then he has a Scar Veteran on Carnosaur. I don't know why. It's yeah. a really cheap hero, though. Carnosaur. Now, really. it's only 210 points. It's really cheap. Yeah. Um, that's the suboptimal bit. I think the, the yeah, Thunder Lizard think, Triple Basilisk is fine. But yeah, I think, I think that's he, fine. Like he was saying, he didn't have enough Skinks, so we couldn't fill it out with Skinks Head for the Carno in. Yeah, so get rid of the Carnosaur, or put more Skinks in. It's a yeah. way better list. Yeah. Uh, and then he had a Star Priest, and then he had a Skink Priest, and then he had 50 Skinks. So he had a Unit 20, Unit 10, Unit 10, Unit 10, uh, 5 Soros Guard to protect Krog, and then the Free Basti, so it's the Solar Engines. Uh, so the whole just Yeah, so the whole gist of this list is that he, the Astroloft Banner, yeah. Um, is that Krog wants to, and Bowen Vortex, of course, and Burning Head, Bound Burning Head, of course. Uh, is that he wants to shoot you twice with the Basties, because he's got. He starts with no CP, but Croak generates some CP and so does one of the skinks. Um, and he takes, he reduces damage by one for the first like point of damage taken or whatever it is. No, reduces damage taken from a hit by one to a minimum of one. So damage one attacks don't go fuck, which is like my whole army. And yeah. it doesn't count towards mortal wounds, which is great because it's the other thing I do. <laughs> yeah, so it, was, so it was hard for him. So as much as I was like, I don't know what the fuck his army does because I haven't played Seraphon. It's a brutal matchup. I, I think on his nasty. side, he was also like, fucking Luminaire, are you kidding me? You know, like, this sucks. But yeah, sorry, Tubby. 
I said it's just a brutal matchup. Like the, his three key pieces, aside from Croak, all rely on being super tough to chunk the first three wounds off, and your army just does mortal wounds and completely fucking ignores it. So, and it like spits AOE shit, so you don't even have to focus on them and start fucking them off. Such a good matchup. More bodies. Magic's like I think you had the better magic in that in that matchup yeah. purely because of the auto unbind. The auto dispel and then uh whilst you can't while he can stop you you can play around it like realistically croak i think has plus one to unbind but he has like plus three to cast so realistically you can cast two spells on 12 and you should get them off like hand like all game um, when you start casting four, that's when you start rolling the dice a little bit. But, you know, the game's in your hands there in the magic phase. You pick what you want to do. You can unbind him as much as you want. You can auto-unbind something that's super important, uh, like a like a, a Bailwind or a Comet or, or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I think the magic game, I think you dominate that one. Yeah, and I, and I do, and I did, and I didn't even play it like as well as i could have like now i'd play it completely differently yeah so um like for example in my hero phase i can dispel in a spell yeah and quite often i was just dispelling like portal just to make it slightly more convenient when i didn't need to but now in hindsight i'm like i could have just dispelled his bail wound yeah and then i could have made him cast again and then i could have auto unbound it yeah you know which is some wasting cast so, and then he's like, wasted two casts essentially yeah because he's, he's... Yeah. He's putting one cast into Bellwind to get a cast so he doesn't lose any cast, but realistically yeah. he loses two, yeah. So, like, in hindsight now, I'm like, I should have just done that every turn. I didn't, spoiler, yeah. but whatever. Um, yeah, so I we deployed, I went first. Uh, my initial plan here was to kill a skink because he has, like, 50 bodies of skinks. And then outside of that, he's literally got, like, seven units. You know, he's got... Croak is just going to sit in one spot on the Bellwind. He's got the Benabira who's going to stand next to him. He's got the Saurus Guard who's going to stand next to Croak. So it's seven dudes just on one spot on a board. Yeah. Uh, he's got the Carnosaur, which he just YOLOs into your army. He's got two priests which want to hang around the Basties, and he's got three Basties. So the mission was to kill the, the Skinks ASAP. And because I went first, I saw him White Light him, and I did big damage on them, and he's Bravery 5. And they didn't last long so I, I i nuked a bunch of skinks off in the first turn uh and pushed up and i teleported a unit onto his center objective because he can't protect it because that's there's always one objective you can't protect uh so i scored four points and then he went and he basically shot me to some success uh, he didn't score many points and i had total eclipse up i also did four spells in the first turn even though Croak's got an unlimited unbind range, I just felt like doing four spells because he didn't have any of his pluses at the time. And I got all my spells off. And uh, then he went second and he scored three points because I literally had like two dudes on, on his middle objective because they were stringing out to score mine as well. Uh, he shot some stuff. He started by killing my bodies, which was the right move. He was trying to remove my bodies, specifically my sentinels. But because he hits on fours and I'm in minus one, it was really fucking him up. Although his hero gives him like plus one to hit, right? So one bestie was pretty reliable. 
And I'm defending the two CP to cast a sp- CP. Yeah, really man. Chunk that list, bro. Hard. Yeah. And, it, and that's what it was. In the first turn, I think he generated one CP, maybe. Maybe two. I can't quite recall. He does get a free CP from one of his heroes. Yeah. Like, his hero just does it without spending a CP, yeah. which, which is plus one. Yeah. 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 Which so, if you take by Peric Guard, you get around as well. Yeah, so he... Okay. So he did that. And so he gave a guy plus one a hit, and then he shot me with an extra bestie, and it didn't do too much. Um, and then he won the double turn, and he did the same again. Uh, and he killed off a few more bodies and scored three points. So by the end of his turn two, he was up 6-4, and I obviously hadn't scored. And it was... Uh, he... He didn't have a lot of skinks left at this point because I was trying to chip him away. His basties were... I think his second turn, his basties were real good. Or maybe it was his third turn, his basties were real good. I think it was his third turn. Uh, going into my second turn, I was wanting to score. And... Because obviously it's the name of the game. And one of his objectives only had a bastie on and like a skink priest on because I'd killed all the skinks off it. And because his army can't teleport or move fast, there was no way he was going to reinforce that point. And... His so that point that I'm specifically talking about was on my right, I guess you'd say, which is really bad context. But opposite that objective, I had like ten wardens on mine, and I was like, "There's no way he can get to my objective without going through my army." He literally has to run through my army to get to it. So what I'm going to start doing instead of having those guys defensive, I'll start pushing him forward, and I will start pushing on that objective there which is what I did. I think I brought out Teclas at this point and pushed him more to the middle of the board. I started casting two spells with Teclas at this point for the reason that Sean mentioned, because he's only like plus one to unbind or so, but just because yeah, so if I don't... box cast to do it. Yeah, so if I don't get like... If I don't get protection off, that's real big. Mm-hmm. And Croak has like five unbinds at this point because he's on a bail wind and the rest of it. Like he's got a lot of unbinds. Uh, and I just didn't want to risk it. I just didn't want to get greedy. So two spells for me. And um, what did you do? Did you do pr- protection and double CP? No, I did protection and serum white light because his army was like right in front of me. And then the careful, it does double CP. Oh, right. But in turn two, he just spelled it. Yeah, yeah. So double CP on the careful R, and she gets a reroll because she's in the shrine. So I cast it on like a four, and I was like, I'm rerolling it because of the shrine. And I cast it on like an 11, but then he dispelled it and he rolled like a, a, an 11 himself or something. And I was like, I almost kicked okay. the bottom of the table. Like, I was so <laughs> mad. I was like, are you fucking kidding? But at the same time, I'm like, bro, you've done like a big dick roll. I need, I should be like happy for you. But I was like, you motherfucker, you know, this is whatever. Like, it was all good. It was the first magic army I came across the whole weekend. So like, I can't really complain. Um, and that was big. That was actually really big now that I recall it. Uh, but I score four points again and I kill off like the rest of the skinks. I think he's got two skinks left. And I think I kill. No, I didn't kill a bassie, but all his bassies are pretty wounded because the Syrian white light went off and fucked him up. I dropped a rune on him at this point as well, which fucked him up. Uh, and then we roll off a turn three and he wins the priority into turn three. And now, importantly, I don't have total eclipse up. And he generates, like, fucking 7 CP this turn or something. It's ridiculous. It's obviously not that much, but I felt like it was about at least 3, if not 4. So he did everything he wanted, but he just didn't have the bodies to do it. Yeah. Uh, so he... Takes output, but no scoring power. 
That's it, dude. And like again, the fives, he's hit on fives except for that one. Yeah. So and at this point, some of his bassies are bracketed, so they're not even shooting the eight times they get to shoot, or whatever it is. So mm-hmm. he shoots me again. He starts. He, he doesn't even target my heroes. Though. He's like, I'm not doing it. And he's cleaning off the bodies, which is the right thing to do. And I'm trying to ignore battle shock everywhere I can. And I, I and in my turn, so I push Teclas up because my infantry were fighting over this point. You know, like they were fighting over the middle pretty much. And I needed a hero there to make him immune to battle shock. And I was making sure that I tailed my infantry 12 inches of my calf so she could auto pass the battle shock for free because of the shrine. And uh, and he didn't do enough. He he just didn't do enough. And he didn't have enough bodies left. And and this point he only scores two points as well because i had because he's only got like on one objectives he's got two skinks and a bassy to my two wardens and then the other point he's got i think it's a bassy and a skink priest to my techless and my four wardens or something like that and he just couldn't kill enough wardens because the bassies are terrible in combat um and i was making some big dick five up saves as well at this point i was just making real big Dick five up after saves, and oh, like a hammer dice. Uh, no, there were smorgies. I was actually rolling oh, smorgies most of the weekend day. I was like, double smorgies, go. Bo knows about them, so it wasn't the face <laughs> hammer dice. It was the smorgies for the most part, which was pretty sick to be honest. I didn't even have to rub them on the nipple. I just straight up rolled smorgies, and there was a dude watching who was one of Stephen's mates, and I'm guessing he's like a 40k player, like his mate, because he was like, man, your whole army getting like a five up DPR is just like. <laughs> complete bullshit you know or like a, no feel no pain that's right that's what they call it it's a feel no pain right yeah feel no pain in 40k mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure he's like bro you just ignore spells on a four up and you got a five up <laughs> yes and i then, do uh, motherfucker and he's like and then if you ignore those spells on a four up you just bounce mortals back he's like what the fuck he's like your army's bent i'm like yeah it's pretty good so <laughs> so his turn three rolls around it's not that good um it is what it is and then my turn three rolls around and i've still got um oh i just sneezed um i've still got three units of wardens left uh one unit of 10 is completely untouched another unit of 10 has about four dudes left on it and then the unit of 20 i think has about two dudes left on it so the wardens are pretty they're like they're pretty beaten up at this point uh but they're still there and that's what i need i just need units like i don't need necessarily need models i just need like because there's six objectives on the board right so i need at least sort of eight units to be able to score every objective and then have two different units to go flex between different objectives Mm -hmm. which are my heroes essentially and all he's got is a bass and a couple of skinks so middle objective a killed skinks he's got a bass there uh his right objective there's a bass and a skink priest i see him white light i kill like all his shit like i kill so much shit from that serum white light uh, I charge in Teclas. He actually kills something in combat for once, which is a bestie, amazingly. Um, and I score five points in this turn. So I score... There's two sides. I don't score his primary because his primary's still got, I think, five skinks on it, which is the rest of his bodies and his army outside of Croak. So I scored a middle two. And at this point, so I scored three, three, five, and he's scored three, three, two. So what am I... No, I scored four, four, five, sorry. And he's scored three, three, two. So what, I'm 6, 11 points, and he's, uh, what, he's 8 points? So I'm ahead by 3 points, which is like a full round of scoring effectively without scoring a primary. Yeah. Uh, so I'm feeling pretty good at this point. 
and in my mind from about turn two, I'm thinking if I double him, I win the game. Like it's just over. Yeah. Because he just will not have anything left. And then yeah, we dice off true. Yeah. And then we dice off for turn four. And I roll a four. And I can't remember what he rolled, but it wasn't a four plus because he was winning ties. And I won it and I did another like fuck yeah fist pump. And then he just put his hand out immediately. And that was like the best feeling of the whole weekend. He <laughs> <laughs> was just like yeah, good game, bro. Like it's over. Yeah, and I was tough. like, yeah. and I was like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. And he was like, he, he was just like, yeah, I was just gonna try hunt your heroes because that was my secondary. And I was like, you were never gonna kill my heroes with what you had left. Because yeah. buddy, going into turn four, I think he had two besties and one had like one wound, and he had like one Saurus guard and the Benedict with one wound and Croak with half his wounds and Vice Kings or something like that. So, and I saw quite a bit of shit left. Uh, but he was like, yeah, from turn two, I knew I'd lost it. And I was just like, oh, okay. But his army is really slow, which worked to my favor massively in that mission. Um, yeah, there's no yeah, story and, to lose lose your objectives because definitely if you get doubled in that mission, you almost always lose your primary. Well, dude, it's that's so the, hard to define, defend it. That's the thing. Is like I went first, killed a bunch of shit of his that were like as close to my objective as they could be. And they never really pushed up. You know, they never sort of got close enough to my objective. So I was like, why am I defending this objective? I need to get these guys in there. So I pushed those guys forward and then made them fight through them, which turned out to be, like, not an issue. You know, it was it was fine. Uh, and then he just ran out of bodies. So he was he was trying to kill my bodies. He was doing the right thing. But my bodies yeah, are minus, they're minus one to hit and they're a five-up save. Whereas his body's a, a six up save or whatever they are in the bravery five. So, you know, they're terrible. And I just mortal wounded him. So, yeah, I don't think he, I don't feel like he played it wrong at all. I feel like Steven did what he could do. Yeah. Um, I felt like my double CP at the start fucked him up. So good. Yeah. And honestly, that match is so him. good. The Luminary yeah. player. Just everything. Yeah, dude. Like, after, and and this is another one, like, after I played it, because everyone was like, you'll pump him. And I was like, I don't know about that. I don't really know what Seraphon do. And you're like, oh, it's coalescence. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck that means. Like, I all I know is he's Thunder Lizards. So, like, I don't know what coalescence means. But, but yeah, he said it wasn't his best list. Um, you know, he could have taken a Fangs. He had a Fangs list, but he had never played it, so he didn't want to fuck around with that. So, yeah, I think Steven did really well over the weekend, and I think he did well in that game. But but it was super awesome. And then, yeah, so I finished on five wins after that game, which was choice for me, uh, which I guess we can just go straight into it. So, so what does that mean? Does that so, mean? so it means I'm the master. Like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah boy. Master yeah, Bates. Fuck yeah, he is. I am the master Bates. This is so good. There's, that will only... People who know me will know what that means, but everyone else will be like, I don't get it. <laughs> it's this guy a <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so we'll just run through the, the rankings quickly, I guess. So I went 5-0. I was the only 5-0 player. Uh, I didn't get all my secondaries, but I didn't care because I was trying to win games. Uh, Bo, so my round four opponent, came in second. Uh, he got 101. So I got 120 points, whatever that means. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's 20 points for a win, and then the rest are made up with secondaries. Yeah. yeah. Bo got 101 points. 101, so I was 19 ahead of him. Then our boy here, Tubby, after his round one draw and his round three loss, came in third 
on Not 94 wins, points. Though. Yeah, man. Nice. So he was seven points behind Bo, but he was three points ahead of Steven, who I played in the last game and Tubby played in the first game. Uh, so Steven came in fourth with his Seraphon, which I think is really good for Steven because I know he's a 40k player and he's like part-time AOS, but he still clearly knows how to play the game. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's, straight, he's, he's a really good player. Yeah, like he's not, he's he's not fucking Warhammer come lately, can't you know? He's he does know what he's doing. Uh, and then Sam BCR player came in fifth. So I'm gonna go for it. My hot picks, like, I fucking love it. Yeah, no, he was he was good, man. He was good. Um, yeah, I'm happy for him because that was he's he was a nice dude to play. Uh, he had a completely different list, and I felt like. I'm assuming when he got into his favorable matchups, he just smoked him. I could be wrong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Jimmy was saying that Sam and, and, and Steven are, are good, hard players that are going to push, you know, the, the top players we have. And yeah. They definitely proved it. Like, look, Steven went fourth. He was contesting for the, for the win at the end, you know. He gave me a draw at the start. Sam yeah, I mean, had Steven yeah, like, had Steven won think... that game against me, he he would have won the tournament. Yeah, he would have won. He would have won the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, I think he know, was only six points behind me going into the last round because he had like all his secondaries and I didn't. Yeah, well, that was the best thing about the draw and the and the game one meant that if both me and Steven didn't lose any games, one of us would play somebody that's four and zero, and the other one would play someone that's three and one. So realistically, a, a player with a draw was going to win. Um, so like great position to to sneak up and not have to to crunch through the super hard list like like you did um but yeah and like sam had like a i wouldn't say optimal bcr list but a decent bcr list and and look how he did he he pulled out fifth place like real fucking good real well placed into that into that event and obviously like piloted it um to its to its full potential and he's done really well with it yeah, absolutely, and he could have been in a different position because he's the king of the three and twos, but he's behind the three one ones, so that draws sort of yeah. fuck everything up. So, you know, had one of those guys not drawn, then he might have finished as high as fourth. You know, had you guys had a, a winner and a loser, who knows? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then Bartosh, Bart, I, I did ask him how to say his name. I've forgotten. Bartosh, he, did, yeah. he did say don't roll the R because it sounds wanky. His <laughs> uh, <laughs> beast claw, I mean, not beast claw, beastman went three and two. So he finished six. So good on good, good on you, Bart. Uh, then Liam, so that was the KO player I played and Tubby played, finished seventh. Uh, Jonathan, who was the other daughters of Kane player. And shout out Jonathan coming from Dunedin, which is butt fuck bottom of the country. Uh, it's not quite bottom, but Invercargill's lower. But you know what, it, Jonathan told me that's really cool. They have their that? gaming nights in a Steamworks museum, so they go into this museum and set up a table and play AOS and 40k, and it's all like steampunk and cyberpunk shit. Yeah, sounds that's, awesome. that's that's really cool. What what else I think is super cool about Jonathan is the fact that he travelled by himself from a community that was sending no other players. Yeah. And that a community has been quite isolated from the rest of us. Yeah, hard out. So, yeah. I feel like it takes a bit of courage to do that. And I and I applaud Jonathan for doing so as well. I feel like he did really well in that sense. And um, my only regret is that I didn't get to talk to him a whole yeah, lot, I... to be honest. I, I talked to him very briefly in passing, but I didn't have like a 
you know, like a proper conversation with the guy. What was that topic? I was going to say, I, I definitely did the same. I, I missed out on talking to some people I would like to talk to. Um, like I didn't talk to, to, um, to quite a few of the Auckland people, honestly. Day, day yeah, one, I sort of stayed in my own bubble a little bit, and day two, I was too drunk or was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm kind yeah, of you did go to sleep, that's right. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Where did um, you sleep? There's like a um like a storage room around to the side. I was I was trying to do the old under the table, but they're like built. She used like a box of Arkansas Company for a pillow. <laughs> well, I bring the beanie. The beanie is is the play. Otherwise, my bald bolo head has to sit on the ground. It's not too good. Oh yeah, pick up dust. Yeah, I remember that after my round four. I was like, "Where's Tubby?" And they're like, "He's having a sleep." And I was like, "Oh, where?" <laughs> and when I found. <laughs> So sleeping in an emergency is a good job, bud. Yes, bud. It worked out well for you. It did. Quite good. So yeah, Jono came in eighth. Uh, so Jono was the other daughter's game player. And Mitch came in ninth, which is the other, obviously Mitch on the show. Hey. The other daughter's player. So you guys are just separated by a couple of secondaries. Um, similar armies as well. Uh, yeah, Kiri... he had a couple of endless spells and less four less snakes, I think, and a different battalion. Inferior battalion. I don't even know what those in the spells do, to be honest. I think stuff water wounds. I think he's got a purple sun. I think yeah, the purple sun's a bit of a odd choice. But I I remember you guys talking about the snake. I think it was, and it's snake's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And then Kerry came in tenth. So Kerry was the other Wellington lad who travelled up with his living cities. Ben Black with his. KO came in 11th. Jesse came in 12th, and Jesse was another one that I really didn't talk to except brief conversation yeah. that I wanted to talk to. And she had the flesh eaters and didn't do as well as any as me and Tubby picked. Yeah, she 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 was a hot pick. So yeah, so I know we're, she, we're one from two, so that's that's okay. Yeah, I know she had some hard times with one of their matchups, but. Yeah. Anyway, that's. I'm, I'm not going to speak. I'm not going to speak too much about something I don't know, to be honest. Um, other than just here, so. So, and then Timmy came in thirteenth. So Timmy's spare player, as we all spoke about. Uh, I don't think Tim needs any more sun shining out of his asshole at the moment. And then, <laughs> after all our kind words, and then Tate came in fourteenth. Uh, Tate was the poor corn player who we all picked was going to have not the best time after seeing. Not so much his army, but everyone else's army. <laughs> you know, yeah. it wasn't like what yeah. he brought. It was just what everyone else brought. Yeah, so. it's masters. You know, there's just sweat everywhere. Yeah, and that's masters. That's the rankings. Do you guys want to? What what did what did you take from your list? Like, what was what 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 were the downsides you've seen from playing, and what were the upsides you've seen from playing? Like, I know. From my outside view at it was, I know something we talked about quite a lot was <clears throat> if you're planning on taking first turn, you need almost a set play or a set deployment with a couple of variables and play that same first turn almost almost the same in, 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 in every matchup with only like a couple of variants really deviating from your original plan. Do you feel like that helped you as, as you went forward or do you feel like you just sort of freeballed it? Yeah, so for me specifically, the answer is is yes. It becomes like a muscle memory is yeah. the way I'd describe it. So like my, my one drop shoot cast, right, 
or my low drop shoot cast. Like I know it's automatic. I know what happens the first turn. I know how I deploy. I know how I play the rest of it. Like we don't play these other armies that have way too many drops and I start deviating from the plan because I'm trying to counter what other people are trying to deploy. That's where I get myself into trouble and that's where I do dumb shit. And that's but, where you prove to be strongest as a player, right? Is when you can... Yeah, the yeah, yeah, exactly. So my Luminate army became quite repetitive, you know, like it, it, it was... And it was very good in that sense where I was like, the turn one becomes very good. Um, you know, I'm not always doing huge amounts of damage to people because, like, Liam, I barely touched in the first... Well, I didn't touch at all because he was so far deep. And Stephen, I, I killed some skanks, and you, I killed some Arcanaut Company. Uh, against Bo, the rune, the endless spell, really picked up all the damage for me. And against Sam, I chipped away, I think, maybe six, seven wounds at all those monsters, which he just healed up in his turn anyway. But the fact that I know what I'm doing in my first turn, I know how I'm deploying, I know what the plan is, I know where I'm scoring... Um, that for me was was a real strength by the end of it. Uh, Techless just doing whatever the fuck he wants is amazing as well. I, I played against one magic army, which was the Croak army at the end, the Seraphon army. And even then, like, I outclassed Croak easily. So, and like, he didn't want to cast any offensive spells because I just bounced him back at him. So I'm just like, fucking whatever. You know, um, the army is just so good. It does honestly whatever it wants. It has enough bodies. It has inherent debuffs, you know, with the Shining Company to minus one to hit. Uh, Teclis, the fact that he can just draw on such a wide range of spells is is fantastic. Yeah. Um, the Sentinels, I felt like my Sentinels should have been better than what they were, but they were always sort of good enough for when I needed them. You know, they were just chipping wounds here and there. Which was what I needed. The Wardens, the 20 block of Wardens, when they get to charge, are fucking amazing. Oh, good. 20 block with, you know, 5 up doing mortal wounds on some metal weapons when the spell's off is just... They just delete shit, man. They're so fucking good. Um, the army likes to ball up and castle in the first turn, so it can take that double turn because... And, and it's, like, rewarded for doing that because you get the 5 up tech save, right? And then you get... Minus one to hit. And then also, if you're near a shrine, you know, if you're within 12 of it, because it's my general, you're going to get a battle shock immunity, or the careful I will pass the battle shock on and a two plus and shit like that. Like the army is just so fucking robust and can just do whatever it wants. I'm not saying it's the best Luminative army at all. I'm just, I'm just saying Luminative in general. I think it's just, there's a fucking huge amazing to pilot. Like when you, there's a huge when you get rolling, on it, it's just like fucking snorting ecstasy all night, yeah. which you wouldn't do because you don't snort ecstasy. But you know, it's just like fucking amazing. It just rolls and rolls and rolls. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Um, it's a massive momentum army as well. I find by turn two, people are like, "Oh man, I'm losing more shit than they are." And then if I get like a double into turn two to three, or if I keep winning priority, turn two, turn three, turn four. Like, none of my games went past turn four because I just tabled everyone at that point. Not because they were aggressive, but just because my army just runs away with it and my army's, like, yeah. far more defensive than their army. You know, I don't have to charge people. I can just move people, like, I can just speed a hush to move twice as fast and just move on to objectives. I can shoot people for fives on mortal wounds. I can limit light them for rerolls, you know, and do, like, at least sort of ten mortal wounds. You know, I can fight combats where I want to, or I can double charge without consequence because I get to fight twice. Yeah. 
Tickless is fucking awful in combat. <laughs> like, <laughs> what a disappointment. Consistently lets me down in combat. <laughs> Couldn't kill that one engine rigger after yeah, the engine yeah. rigger charged me. But he shoots pretty fucking well. Yeah, he's shooting's he, good, right? Yeah, and he, he just does all the spells, and he has all the buffs on him. So, like, he's not there to be fighting in combat. He's there to protect your army. Yeah. And that's literally what he does. And it's, Yeah. He's fucking... He's amazing. Uh, the biggest weakness of the army is still, especially the army I had, is still movement. Yeah. Uh, because Teclis is moves 12 inches, which is the fastest thing. I can double someone's move for speed of hish. So my infantry goes from 6 to 12, but it's one unit. I do get a teleport with the new book, which was in play because there was an FAQ out before the event. Yeah. So that was... Um... i got to sneeze. <laughs> How do so, you... Um... So that was really good. But yeah, just movement in general. Like I couldn't, like if I was playing bow on say like shifting objectives, that might have been hard because he could just like keep bouncing around and scoring. But no, it's the army is just it's fucking awesome, eh? Like, yeah, so good. it just does whatever it wants. And again, like if I'm playing against someone about magic, it, it guaranteed does everything that it wants. It's yeah. fucking amazing. No risk. Yeah. How do you? Feel like the army would play uh, if we had a, 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 a scenario with more spread out objectives, something like a scorched earth, uh, where you've got eight to eight objectives to defend, so it's actually outside of Teclis's Teclis's range. Yeah, so like, the, I think you can so squish the three objective the, ones. They're fine. Yeah, they're fine it's easy because to put they're them normally. Yeah, because they're normally 18 inches from each one, and Teclis's yeah. base is so big that it's it's like six and a half inches. Yeah, so it's like a 42 inch yeah. range mm. of five up after save. Yeah, it's fucking massive. Yeah. And then not to mention like his spell save and his pluses to cast and the rest of it as well that you get with the auras. Uh, Scorch Earth would be a bit of a pain because I played that at Valleycon and I did win the Scorch Earth at Valleycon, but I also didn't score one of my objectives for the first two turns. Yeah. Because one, I wanted to be within Teclis range, and then two, I wanted to be in shiny, so I couldn't run onto the objective. Yeah. And I'd balled up way too hard as well. So I feel like specifically Scorch Earth would be harder for my army because my army wants to ball, yeah. take a hit, and then counter punch you hard, you know? And, and that's what it wants to do. So, um, and then, like, so... Because Scorch Earth is one of the most objectives, right? That's the most spread out one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, not maybe, necessarily the most spread out maybe one. But it's, like, outside of a Star Strike, if they all land on one sh- side. Shifting is really good also, because they're 12 inches off each board edge. Yeah, but they're still so, pretty static, right? Well, so they're, like, they're static, yes, but they stretch a castle. So, like, something like Shifting stretches a castle, something like uh, Scorched Earth stretches a castle... Even forcing the forcing the hand really doesn't stretch a castle because if you look at no, because you can score down, five points so easy in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you if you place all those circles down, you can realistically see that the two opposite each other are fucking touching each other, and the ones that aren't like the the so it's really split into three objectives, even though there's six on the board. Realistically, they're fucking right next to each other anyway. So there's a limited amount of scenarios that actually spread you now. Yeah, and and that's actually. Just sorry, just quickly on that. When I played Stephen, he had the objective markers, the six inch objective markers, yeah. and 
you both saw this because you both played him. Yeah. And uh, especially Mitch, when you played him in um, Blade's Edge, you're just like, holy fuck, these objectives are literally touching each other. Yeah. Like, you know it in your head, but the visual representation, you're just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and when it looks way else... different when you see it like that. Yeah, I yeah, didn't dude, use them for different. that reason. <laughs> exactly. Just gamey reasons. And when I saw it on Force in the Hand, I was like, yeah, I can put 120 block here and it's going to score four objectives possibly. But sorry, Mitch, did you have anything further to say on that? Or That's just because you played just it? That's what wasn't... you said. Because I found it was good because it gave you a good visualization of where you need to go. It just saves a bit of time with measuring, I suppose. Yeah, it saves time with measuring. I find it mm. makes it a lot harder to make mistakes when you can actually visually see where the objectives are. Yeah. The, the, the pure reason why I don't wouldn't play them at a competitive event is because it makes a worse player better. Like, and in, 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 the, in the opposite direction, it also, like, clar- clarifies intent between both players, which is, I think, the best reason for them at a competitive event. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, and especially if they're all sit together, like in that, um, in the blade's edge, where they're literally all touching each other. Yeah. Then if one gets knocked, then you know, then you're like, oh, I'll go put it back there because it touches both of those other two, because yeah. that's the rules. So that's real clear. Um, not that that comes up a lot, but if it did, then you've got that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're cool. I'd, I'd use them. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that, and that was literally it. it was just like, yeah, I got one all ten dudes to on this. But keep going. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, like, what did you learn most from uh, playing in the previous week's event? Because obviously, at uh, Valleycon, you did not have a very good finish. I know the shiny trap probably caught you. Um, what? What? Was it just the shiny trap, or was it just the the sequencing of using the army? Like, what did you learn? Uh, it was the figuring out what I was doing turn one and sticking with it. Yeah, is is literally it. You know, yeah. like which so, is which is shiny trap becomes part of that, doesn't it? Because it's yeah, yeah, part but, of your deployment. Yeah, but for example, so better part of valor. I mean, not better part of valor. Border war, right? When I was playing you, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna have ten wardens on one flank. I'm gonna have ten wardens on my home objective, and obviously other ship. But I'm just specifically focusing on yeah. wardens because that's what's going to hold the points and now i'm going to have 20 wardens off to the side of techless and i'm going to have 10 sentinels sort of opposite that flank where the other where you'd normally put 10 wardens so my plan is speed up his 10 wardens on one flank so they can just move on to the objective they don't need to break shining yeah. because i might get double turned by you so they're going to re- stay in shining so they might just want to hit but they're going to score the objective right i'm not missing out on points there I'm going to teleport the unit of 20 onto the other objective on the other flank. So I'm scoring that with 20 bodies and I'm not, you know, like there's, there's no risk to it, so to say. And it's just shit like that. Like, this is what I'm doing before I start deploying. I'm going to start deploying. I'm going to do exactly what I'm thinking. I'm not going to get cute. I'm not going to try to fuck around. It was just executing a plan. Like, so when I played Mark on better part of, I mean, not better part of Battle for the Pass, uh, against him yeah yeah yeah. so this and this was against a stormcast player at valleycon so against you i was like i'm scoring five points i know that's what's happening that's exactly what i'm going to do and then against him i was going to do the exact same thing 
but I teleported a unit that was neither of those two units, and I teleported it onto his home objective, which was fine because it scored me four points, which is great. I can't complain about that. But then I didn't speed a hish the, the other units that are flanking, and they didn't score. Yeah. And had I scored that, I might have put him in like a hole that's too big to get out of. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that would have won me the game. I lost the game against Mark. But it was just shit like that, you know, having sort of redundancies. And then in that instance, because I never knew that Mark was going to leave an objective open for me to teleport on. And I would have had to leave one of my guys out of shiny and then run them to score all, all points for nine points. Yeah, But, you know, it was just like, just simply thinking about your turn one prior to doing prior to getting to the table and how it's going to play out because it's the one turn that i can directly impact it where my opponent should have minimal impact on what i'm doing because it's the first turn of the game and i can do whatever yeah so it just became sort of you know what you know plan the work work the plan sort of thing you know in turn one and and that's what it was and i tried to do it against liam and there was no payoff because he was too far away. I did it against Sam and, and Blade's Edge, and I scored all the points, and the game was over pretty much from that point on. Uh, I did it against you, Tubby, and I scored five points, and I thought, felt like I put myself in a good position, even if you kept, even if you doubled me because of how the board was set up. Yeah. Um, I did it against Bo, and I killed like way too many of his eels, uh, which is awesome for me. And then I did it against Steven, and because when I did it against Steven, I was... I was always thinking I'm going to teleport onto this main objective and I might string him out to try to score two of his objectives so they wouldn't be in shiny, but I'd score five points in the first turn. But the return was that I'd probably lose my 20 unit because he would shoot everything into his 20 unit. Uh, I couldn't do it in the end because he'd put guys in the middle of one of his objectives so I couldn't teleport onto it, which probably worked for my benefit because it meant that I could YOLO a unit out into the middle of the board, but they also retain their inherent defensive buff of minus one to hit. Yeah. So the biggest takeaway was just like, what the fuck are you going to do when you get to the table and how are you going to impact the game? And every game that I played, I pretty much scored more points to my opponent immediately and put them on the back foot. And then when my opponent had to chase, because I always thought I was a better player at chasing objectives. Yeah. Because that's what I always had to do with my Stormcast because I didn't want to go near people. And I'd win turn four or five of my Stormcast. But actually, defending a lead with Luminef is quite easy, quite I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite good because you've got a lot of bodies. Yeah. And you've also got... Into you, which is yeah, into your bubble of fucking output. Yeah, yeah. The, the minus ones and the five up after saves. And statistically, yeah. you've got a better chance of winning a priority roll because you win the double, you know, you win the draws. So, like, it just felt better from that sense. So yeah. the biggest takeaway was just what are you doing when you get to the board cunt and make sure that you actually do it, you know, don't get too cute. When I say I got cute, it means I felt like I, (laughs) I don't know if it's the right term. Yeah. 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 I was like, I could be real smart here and I could do, and I could go for the real big dick 10% play. And that's me being cute. It's like me trying to do something that's really, um, What's the what's the like, one it's getting to it unlikely to the yeah. point where it drops the basics? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, I've been too smart for my own good. Yeah. So yeah, and that and that's that's my takeaway from it, and the fact that this techless can just do whatever the fuck he wants. He's just <laughs> such a good model. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of like playing Marathi. 
is seeing people play checklists. I'm like, so you just do whatever the fuck you want and you don't give yeah, a fuck. You're like, 100%. yeah, boy, I do. It's, it's exactly what it is. You know, yeah. like I have this model that can guarantee do something. Yeah. Murphy guaranteed stays alive. Guaranteed doesn't die. Checklist yeah. guaranteed does four spells and then whatever he wants, you know, so. Yeah. So, yeah, that was I've my takeaway. What about. A... Sorry, Mitch? I've got a question for both of you guys, if, if that's okay. Yeah, man. Uh, what's next? So, what are you looking to next after Masters? Especially for you, Sean, now that you don't have to worry about rankings for next year because you're qualified Master for Sean? Masters anyway. Sorry. You're going to play some silly shit. Master Bates, yeah, Master Bates. Master Bates, yeah. I want somebody to go because I want to have a a drink and give my my jaw a rest. So, Tubby, you go. What am I looking forward to? For like, you mean so what do I... Yeah, what's what's your plans with Warhammer? Like, what do you want to play? Honestly? what's, What's tickling your jelly beans at the moment i think like honestly everything tickles my jelly beans all the time it's like yeah, yeah that's curse true curse of writing lists like i know i was sending you like obr lists yesterday and i played some obr <laughs> yeah. yesterday. Like, so, so what can you realistically play at, a, at the next tournament you go to so i, I like i was saying that i won't go to an icon but now i'm kind of looking like i'll go to an icon yeah, and i'm yeah, kind of nice. thinking about playing daughters at nikon but Ooh. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what the Kragnos scrolls like. Like, I'd love to do a salty run back with some gets with Kragnos in there. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. But yeah, realistically, life's going to change for me soon, and I'm not going to play able to play Warhammer as much in person or go down to Wellington as much. So there'll be heaps of TTS, which will mean that either I'll hone in hard on a list, or I don't know, I'll lose interest and start going just to drink beers instead of being competitive. But realistically, I think it'll be. Um, not that. Oh, I think it'll be going hard sweaty. until the day you die, Tubby. Yeah. yeah. You'll yeah. never stop sweating. Yeah. Um, yeah. Play hard, Warhammer, in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and CTS is great for that. Like, if you love writing lists, it's so good to just get on there and just play something like, now that's garbage or now that's yeah. golden. Work from here. It's just... Um, yeah, it's perfect for you. Yeah, yeah. You have to rope you boys in a bit harder. Yeah, I hope you do come to Nikon because pretty keen. Uh, I think it's turning out to be pretty popular. I think there's 20 people already, which for a New Zealand tournament is big. Almost. Yeah, now Me- like medium, medium, large sort of. Nowadays, 20 is yeah, good. Yeah. Like you're pumped to see 20. 20 is good. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'll I'll either take Skaven or OBR. I'm leaning more towards Skaven just because I really miss playing Skaven. Yeah, and Last weekend at Masters made me really miss playing Skaven just because I love the the thing. The best thing about playing Skaven is that I love them so much that even if I'm getting pumped, getting and having to take them all off one at a time, it's okay because yeah. I've got my boys on the table or off the table, but it just feels fine. So yeah, that's what I really missed about them. So I want to bring that out. There's uh, bound to be something in that book that's- that I haven't tried. It's getting to the point where Skaven's like such an old book. Yeah. I think when AOS 3 drops, there'll be things. I hope it's going to be janky as fuck. Yeah. I think there'll be things that (laughs) function in AOS 3, which like are completely fucked up with the old books, like the Skaven book. And I don't see them getting a new book for for like quite a bit. So I would be super surprised if there isn't some jank shit. Like you look at, I mean, it's like, like Nurgle, 
now like there's some like why is the blight king list so cheap so good so resilient got so much output like yeah yeah there's, that's, there's, what, that's what i'm looking forward to yeah yeah, yeah. So a lot of I'm, that. I'm, I'm keen to see that. I'm definitely keen, more, even more keen to see that once AOS three drops out. Just uh, on the topic of Skaven, I was thinking the other day. Just while we're here, we're going to have a little Skaven segment. That's yeah, part of your show cool. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, if you put Skaven back to where they were points wise when they mm -hmm. first came out, mm -hmm. and kind of drop the things that were there to restrict them. Like how you, the battle line requirements are real fucked up with Skaven. So if you just made them normal, yeah. like you've got a Scry General, you get Scry Battle Line. Yeah. And then drop the points back to sort of where they were maybe the first after the first FAQ or two. Yeah. Do you I reckon, do they, you, I reckon they'd be they'd do you still spend be the, Do you spin the um the what the Plague Monk's War Scroll? Do you spin that back? Would you like oh, that? You just roll the dice I think on that's, that one. At the start yeah, of every game you roll the dice. <laughs> and that determines which war scroll you use. Yeah, that's how I that's how I play that one. Because yeah, um, I, I agree. I think they would be. Um, I think that would be still pretty good because there were a lot of yeah. good mechanics in the book. Well, the Plague Monk war scroll still still good anyway. Just on that. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, but it's obviously it's not as or, good. Nah, but yeah, it's still fine. Um, but yeah, so like, just I was I've been trying to write Skaven lists lately and. It didn't feel like it used to. I'm like, I just can't get that one extra little thing in there that makes it be able to tussle with the top guys at the moment. I think that's real common. Like, I've definitely find that with Daughters of Cain. Now, writing lists after playing Daughters of Cain at their peak, I started writing yeah. Daughters of Cain lists later on, and I'm like, fuck, this sucks. I'm missing so much shit. And I know <laughs> yeah. old school Zench players had the same thing where they used to just be able to take everything when the first book dropped. And then afterwards, everyone was like, fuck, I don't want to play this. I can't take as much shit. Um, like, I feel like if you look back on a book with the same perspective you originally went into it with, mm. you're going to be disappointed. So, like, yeah. and as hard as it is to, like, shake that, I think you just have to try and find some jank somewhere and run with it. I reckon the uh, the Plague Furnace, uh, I wanted, I've got a kit for that that I want to build, and I want to use that. I reckon like, that's good. Yeah, I reckon Just being able to go in and drop those Mortal Wounds. Yeah, what's that? It's D3 plus 4 at top yeah, bracket? Yeah, yeah, at 3 at range. Yeah. Uh, and it's 200 points, 220. It's, yeah, no, it's, it's 200 still. Eh? And it gives you Battleshock immunity for all Skaven. So you can have you don't have to just have Plague Monks around it. You can have your Clan Rats pushing it. No, it doesn't matter yeah. if, they, if they die from the fumes or if you just keep them 3 inches away. That's easy. Doesn't attract casting. It just does prayers. Yeah. yeah. You can put an artifact on it to get prayer rerolls and all that crap if you want. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. Are you? Uh, what are you thinking, Sean? For um, for sort of this year, next year, running up to next masters. Like, what's your, what's your ideas for Nikon? Get yeah, one in the so, Stormcast book, or so a couple of things. So I just got sent to. Everyone's probably seen this by now because obviously you don't come to a podcast and breaking news. But um, oh, this is the croak thing. It's the Lord Croak scroll yeah. that's um. I got sent a PDF of it, and I was reading it, and I was like, "Oh, it seems pretty subpar." And then there's a command ability; it's called the Curse of the Forgotten, which is quite clearly a fake. But you can use this command ability in your hero phase. If you do so, you may concede the game, but it does not count as losing. Refuse to acknowledge it ever happened, and no one would ever believe you won against Seraphon anyway. So, what can you do about it? Because who are they going to believe? 
in addition, roll a dice. On an unmodified seven, the opponent's Texas Masters League points are reset to zero since Lord Croak does not acknowledge the triumphs of the petty mortals. <laughs> so clearly someone has it out for the Texas Masters League. Um, I love the in addition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As if this wasn't enough of a joke, in addition. <laughs> Imagine if AOS3 was returning to the the joke War Scrolls where oh, you have to man. have a moustache to play Empire and stuff like that. Well, if you take that a knee, you lose the game and the rest yeah. of it. Yeah. What are you going to do for Luminef? Wear a dumb hat. Cover yourself <laughs> in glitter. I don't want to play Beast of Chaos in that environment. <laughs> I don't want to see that many I'm one sure, that I'm event. sure you get that when you go into Tom Lay's house every time. Yeah, but he's it's Tom. I'm used to it. <laughs> and that's enough. One's, one's more than enough, so I don't want to have to see more. Uh, but yeah, going forward, so after winning Masters, I get a Master Notorious. Oh, we're both masters now, aren't we, Tubby? Because once you're a master, you're always a master. Reset. Oh, actually, first of all, um, shout out Mitch as well, because Mitch took best sports. So Mitch is here with us. Um, he didn't take a podium like me and Tubby, but he got best sports. I've got the um, opposite podium. That's in like the bottom. Oh, yeah, but you got best sports still, which is pretty yeah. cool, bro. It was um, that made me very happy. Yeah, Bo got a second place. So Bo was the other player from Masters, uh, from Wellington. And Kerry, the other lad from Wellington, unfortunately didn't get any awards. So um, that was a little sad, but I guess we all can't be winners. Um, and then going forward... Oh, and shout out to Bart for best painted as well. Yes, Bart won yeah, best painted. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. there's one, one point in it between him and Bo. Yeah, yeah. so it wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't a, a runaway or, or whatever it may be. Um, but going forward, so before Masters, I said I was going to take Archeon Corn because yeah. that's what I was going to take to Masters, and I was just going to ruin people's days by like <laughs> making them go 29 inches that. a turn and just double pile in. Yeah, but I was thinking I'll take it to Nikon just to like shit some giggles because I can because I get an invite to Masters anyway. Because you haven't, you haven't yeah. taken that to a tournament yet, have you? No, no, I haven't taken it to a tournament. Yeah. It's a good um, fun list, like well, fun for you. Um, yeah, it is, but it's, it's, it's super strong. It's a hundred percent fun for me, and it's shit for everyone that <laughs> that plays against it. Unless yeah. they're playing like unless they're beating it, so it's, it's fun if you beat it. Yeah, well, that's yeah. it. Like it's it's it hits you hard, but it gets decked just as hard as well because it's yeah. like five drops. So it's too many drops to be low, and and the rest of it. So that's what I was thinking of taking prior to Masters, but and Nikon's in like two or three weeks, I think. Yeah, um, it's two K tournament coming up. It'll be one of our last AOS two tournaments, and yeah, I don't know, man. Because now that I've won with Luminef, I kind of want to go back to back. <laughs> you want to so... <laughs> yeah, just flop your dick out on the table? <laughs> you know, like I kind of really want to go back to back and do another do another tournament with Luminef, just to be like. Yeah, I can I can do it. So what if, you, what if you like didn't win any games? Yeah, that's the fear of going back to back. Because if you lose, at I don't give, give a fuck. Like I'm still the master. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess then true, you can be like so it's true true story. Like it's because yeah. I smacked dicks that weekend. Yeah. So, so, well, I can only beat who's in front of me. So you know. Uh, 
so true story i've played two tournaments in auckland and i've won both of them so i love going to auckland to play tournaments it's amazing uh last yeah. time i played an auckland, a tournament in auckland i won the tournament and then i went to call to arms and i went five and oh and i was the only five and oh player and maddie won the tournament because of <laughs> like paint scores and soft scores. Well. yeah <laughs> and i was so salty and that was that was that was immediately after the Auckland <laughs> tournament as well. That was like the next tournament. So it was a period where I was ten and zero in tournament games, and I'd won one tournament. I came third at another tournament. So I was Has uh, won a two K event before. Yeah, so I saw Fraser post that question up. I I have, but it was one of those like Nikon one day tournaments like okay. two years ago when there was only like ten of us. So yeah. like I wasn't like I don't really count it, but. Yeah. Like technically, yes, I have, but but really, like, you're like the two and a half. But I wouldn't, game. yeah. But I wouldn't really be like, hey, look at this tournament I won. That was like a one day free game tournament sort of thing, yeah. you know. Um, whereas obviously, I'd be like, yeah, I'm the master. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, two and a half k. I I haven't lost a game of two and a half k ever. So come at me, um, <laughs> you know. So. I don't know yet, but I'm super jazzed for Warhammer. I was pretty low on it after the COVID year and the rest of it. I'm super fucking jazzed now. I will probably continue to paint and finish my Lumineth over the course of the year. I won't be adding any models to my army because the wedding and the rest of it is everyone's sick of hearing about. Um, you add pick... Teclis to his mount? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Yeah, I'm going to, I'll finish him up. Um, uh, do you remember when mountains, we, you remember when you thought you might have forgotten Teclis and left him in Wellington? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I, little moment on Friday night was pretty Yeah, <laughs> I was pretty adamant that I'd left Teclis, the actual Teclis model. Like, because I have Selenar on the base and the rest of it travelled well. But te the Teclis model itself I thought I'd left behind, so that was going to be a concern. Um, so I'll finish that up. Although the, the mount fell off the model selling that foul off the model when I got back to Wellington after the travel. So, and like the Teclis mountain model itself are pretty small. It's just a, like five inches of rock that they sit on. It's quite chunky. So it makes the model a lot bigger than what it should be. Um, but yeah, I'll pick up the new starter set whenever that comes out and that will probably be about it, to be honest. I. What are your thoughts on those new Stormcast models? Uh, I very much like the look of them i like the paladin look like yeah. the old sort of just some chain mail just some simple chain mail yeah you know and like some roman spears and shields makes them look way better and i felt like if they released that five six years ago when when aos came out yeah i was be like I was way more interested in them and and they wouldn't call them like you know um what do they call them like yeah that's it i was gonna say storm marines but that's wrong well, i was looking at the models for Stormcast the other day, um, just on the website, and like looking at Judicators and Liberators and stuff, and it looked like they were built for Warhammer Fantasy Battle, like rank and file games. Did we talk about this at Masters? Because Maybe, I talked to yeah. someone about this recently, and I can't remember when, but it I'm pretty sure it was him. Yeah, it was probably us. Yeah. I mean, was it feels like they were built for Warhammer Fantasy. Yeah, because... And, like, kind because of designed before the, CAD, like, the crazy CAD sculpting revolution took off. You can kind of... They look... For how recent they are, they look quite a bit older when you actually have a close look at them yeah because timmy had this theory right i'm pretty sure it was timmy so i'm just going to run his name for the mud if it's not um 
but when you get a sprue these days, it'll have like the it'll have like a date stamp on the sprue, a year stamp on the sprue. And I'm pretty sure I talked to you guys about this. I can't remember, so I'm sorry if I did. But like a lot of liberators have like 2013, I think it is, and like yeah. the Sales of Prime is 2014, which is yeah. obviously all before the like end times and before the world blew up. And obviously you need a lead in time, but I think Timmy's view was always that there was going to be like a Paladin Sigma army in Warhammer Fantasy. Because yeah. the Liberators are all pretty monoposed. Yeah. Like, to, they're all sort of posed on that angle to be on square bases. And then at some point, they were just like, nah, fucking blow it up. But yeah. I could, I, this could just literally be some drunk dream I had. And I could be talking all this shit, but I'm pretty it, sure I had the no, conversation. It all, check, it all checks out. It, yeah. sounds like, it sounds like it's a thing. Uh, and so the new models are kind of just like the AOS refresh of almost the last Warhammer Fantasy Battle army. That never was a Warhammer Fantasy Battle Army, so that's quite cool. I like the sort of shift in proportions of the model, so they look a bit more just like normal. It's a bit—I found it a bit jarring at first, just because of what I'm used to Stormcast looking like. But once I got used to it, no, it looks one, way like, better. That does look way better. Looks yeah. so much better. So and, no, I'll be like, yeah. I'll be yeah, I'll be keen to jump on my Golden Boys when they come out again and. And when I have the resources to do so, so it's probably going to be like, you know, next year, um, you know, I will have some opinions about them because I'm pretty opinionated when it comes to Stormcast. <laughs> yeah. Cause I feel like, so there's a, well, I feel like there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I have a platform, right? Like, or we have a platform, like, because I feel like there's a lot of Stormcast players out there, but I feel like there's a lot of fucking terrible Stormcast players out there. Um, and I think the only consistently good Stormcast player out there is probably Jack Armstrong, because every now and then he runs him in an event and wins. Um, yeah. so, so my opinion is probably not worth as much as anyone else's, but I feel like there's a lot of people who claim to be experts but are terrible at the game, and then... I have to hey, go you're the master now, bro. You can say whatever the fuck yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah, throw all the shade you want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We're well, invincible on this platform now, bro. <laughs> 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 absolutely. So... So yeah, we'll see. Um, no, I'm, I'm super keen for them. It's obviously going to be a bit different with the addition changing. So, you know, I've got a couple of armies now. I've got three armies, so I feel like it's a good, healthy rotation. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like my corn army is very geared and specific to do one thing. My Luminef army is um, pretty much the same, but it's also super cool because Teclis can just do whatever he wants. And the Stormcast, you know, I have, like, every Stormcast model. I have, like, I don't know, 15,000 points of Stormcast, if not more. So I can have some, if, if there's some flex with especially some of the older units, and I can do some of that. Uh, but we'll see. If it's all, it's probably going to be, like, the last time they released new yeah, Stormcast, where the Secretists are just, like, bent and evocators are bent, so you have to buy all the new shit, which I won't be doing immediately, so... Yeah, I mean, like, is it the Annihilators? The guys with the two-up save and the big yeah. dick emmers? They will probably be pretty, pretty they call them paladins, though. So I'm, I'm kind of hopeful for all these like random old paladin models I have here. They got sick hammers too. Their hammers look way better than the Liberator hammers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Those those paladin models are fucking dope, man. Like, I'd just be pretty cool. stoked if those dope the guys with spears, if they hit a two-inch reach, I'd just be pretty stoked with that because. Yeah. Like fucking because oh, moving around 40 mils would like and only attacking in one rank is just 
The amount of dumb Stormcast cunts that get in the way of each other is just so fucking. <laughs> you're like, oh, look, I got 10 guys. And you're like, how many attacks is that? And you're like, three. And you're like, oh, are you kidding? And you're like, nah, they have 40 mil. <laughs> and they've got a one inch reach. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. And you're like, yeah, I'm fucking, I hate this arm. Fucking cool. <laughs> oh, and guess what? I hit on fours. And you're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, and you're like, oh, you're minus one. I'm like, sweet fives. So I'm just a champion of Immortal Realms. I'm just a fucking peasant. You know, cities of Sigma can't, but whatever. So I don't, I don't know. A lot of unknown. Um, yeah. First thing is an icon, and I've signed up for that, and we'll play that. And then I suspect AOS three will be out just as quarter arms, quarter arms weekend or the week after. Yeah. Kind of hoping the week after, to be honest. I would rather avoid. It'd be good bitch. to have. It'd be good to have one last AOS two tournament, and quarter arms is always a really big one in Wellington. Yeah, so I, you know, that'd be cool being a yeah, good way to see it out. Yeah, Court Arms is the tournament that's near and dear to my heart because I've come second, I've come third, but I've never come first. So if I'm rolling hot with the Luminef, I'd love to go in there and just try to push it for an eventual podium. And then they'll give me a fucking terrible trophy because the organizers are crap, but that's, <laughs> that's never here nor there. Hey, last <laughs> time I got, you know, those little Citadel painting paint pot holders? Yeah. I got like, 15 of them. The no, but I'm talking about the trophy, bro. The trophy. A lot of butt plugs. Yeah, I'd rather, trophy. The I'd rather have this no, is where the it's trophy. At. I'd rather have the trophy. Oh, trophy can't hold my pain. <laughs> you know what else can't hold my pain? My four-jewel trophy that I won in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks dope as shit. <laughs> so... I don't, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know? Okay. I give it to Have people and they're been... like, what is this? I'm like, risen. And they're like, wow. And I'm like, yeah. But anyhow. Um, hey, Tubbs, do you reckon Sean's actually got his dick out and just been stroking it this whole time? I, at this point, like, cock is in one hand, Portugal trophies in the other hand. And yeah. I feel like he's got that slim master's trophy like shoved between his cheeks <laughs> really just gyrating on that seat playing his butthole with it yeah he's drinking out of the forge world trophy <laughs> you know what i was actually going to do i was actually going to use my um best order general token that i won you know at masters because i was the best order general because i won the tournament of an order army um they gave you these like little 3d printed token things and i was going to use it as an objective in my games Mm-hmm. Just so people just remember that I that I was the best order general at Masters. So, you know, just saying. <laughs> well done. Well done, bro. Well done, bro. <laughs> anyway. Very well done. <laughs> anyway, should we, this is approaching three hours, and by the time I add in the, the drunk hour to start, oh, man, it's going to be four podcast. hours. Yeah. Which yeah. is, like, to be fair, there's been no terrible slang or like i mean we've all used a toilet throughout the recording but i don't think we've ever had massive dead air so i don't think there's actually gonna be much editing on this so should we just wrap it up like any final thoughts of armies or masters or shout out hobby master first of all if you're in auckland yeah, go, go buy yeah, from that, that place is great they've yeah, got so, so many big titty hentai anime dolls if you're into that go to hobby master <laughs> Yeah, so Hobby Master in Auckland's a hobby store. They do magic, they do uh, Warhammer, they do Malifo, they do all sorts. They do big city hentai dolls. So if you want to, if you want to do that, uh, get that in your life. 
uh, in Wellington we have uh, we have Scott and we have Games Workshop, but none of them actually have like space in the store for us to play games, whereas Hobby Master does. So shout out Hobby Master. Yeah, and shout out to the Masters Committee for putting in some work over the year. Yeah, shout out them. As much as I've been critical of them, um, good job for. Well, they they all put they all put masters to, to yeah. try and make a good tournament. So, well, it's better than last year, wasn't masters, it? So, yeah, it was a well, good it was a good tournament, point. and Jimmy ran it well, and yeah. yeah, I think everyone was happy, as far as I as far as I know. Yeah. So yeah, thanks to everyone involved in putting together masters. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. As yeah, definitely. Thanks for putting on a tournament that I won. <laughs> I can't complain. <laughs> All right. Any other last shout outs or we we're doing it there? I think that's us, bro. Yeah. Cool. Sweet as. Uh thank you very much for hanging around listeners at the near four hour mark at this point. If we've if you've got through all of it, uh you're a slave for punishment. Hopefully the content was worth it. I don't know. That's questionable, but anywho. And the next show we're gonna do, Tubby. What are we going to do next? Probably, we're going to, we probably want to do some AOS 3 news as it comes out. Obviously, not reporting it because that's just right. the dumbest thing. Because why, yeah, why, why would you come listen to a podcast that gets released three weeks after the news? Is, is <laughs> yeah, but nah. honestly, like, I, I, I fucking hate podcasts that are like breaking news. I'm like, are you kidding, asshole? Oh, like, yeah, what do you, what do you mean? Like, I can just literally go to the Warhammer community website and just find it there. Like, it's whatever, that's just a side personal. Yeah, I think I think we, I have. We but we can do some stuff. I think we'll do a like a, a send off to AOS two sort of Absolutely. thing. And AOS three will hit us all in the face at the same time and we won't have oh, a fucking clue. Um so good. Yeah, and then actually that Stormcast model with the Angel Wings, I thought it was gonna be Sanguinius. That was one thing I would say about the new release, but whatever. Um that's just me throwing out forty K shit because I thought those are sanguineous wings, but they're not. It'll, it'll, there will definitely be sanguineous, and because a lot of people will. Sanguineous is dead, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I mean, like, I don't things. know. People will just do it anyway. Fluff mm. and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll do something about Nikon, but hopefully we'll be back in your ears pretty soon, listeners, because we've now done a couple of shows in a couple of weeks, which is good momentum for us considering yeah. we've done like almost 40 shows in three or four years which you're like oh it's pretty good average but then when i look at last year i think we did four shows in 12 months <laughs> <laughs> last year was not a good year good old good old covid year you know we started real strong and then we just fucking died at covid but anyway so hopefully you guys got something out of this hopefully you have a better understanding of how i won masters and hopefully you too can be a master one day see you boys I've had my shells and kicked in my face, but I've come through. I need to go on, 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 on. We are the champions, my friends, and we'll keep on fighting till the